0: lights out, hide till
1: it's bright out, oh, just another lonely night, are you willing to sacrifice
2: your life? Ah! Mo Fax with Adam Curry from March 13th, 2021, this is episode number 60, the show that did not want to... You recorded the tape rejected it time and time again, but here we are on a Saturday instead of the promised Friday. I'm Adam Curry in Austin, Texas, and now my friend on the other end, Mo Facts. How you doing, Adam? <laughs> I'm doing. I'm doing, Mo. We're finally here. We're finally doing the show. It's
3: been uh, it's been an interesting uh, what 36 hours. We have experienced every problem never seen before to record this <laughs> show. <laughs>
2: Now, did you actually wind up going to Guitar Center this
3: morning? No, but I was on the phone with them for half the morning, uh, resetting, re-downloading, uh, everything imaginable oh, uh, to get this show produced for the producers <laughs> out there. That's right.
2: So we uh, we did finally make it. This is uh, something uh, maybe a little different because I actually know what the topic is going to be today because... Uh, You and I had a pre-discussion. Um. Well,
3: you spot that you, you know what? That's it. You spun the wheel <laughs> before time, and every through everything that's else exactly, off in the universe. That's
2: exactly. <laughs> what, I'll tell you what. Why don't I spin it the other direction, and that'll that'll get us somewhere to where we're supposed to be. It's the wheel of topics. Where it stops, nobody knows, except today. Adam and Mo know, but it's going backwards. So let's find out what the topic is specifically from Mofax with Adam Curry,
4: episode sixty: The heir of the throne of the dragon. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and nothing like an alex jones to get it cranking isn't it that's perfect
4: <laughs> gotta have the
3: energy
2: <laughs> gotta have the energy all right all right this is uh this is in regards to well i think this is the only show the unique show or that can uniquely deconstruct what took place uh with the oprah interview with harry and megan
3: yes which interview was that again adam I don't recall. (laughs) (laughs) It's the interview that you heard about all week. Yeah. uh, In every way, shape, imaginable, except for what we're going to put together here today. And I got a full bag. I got a miss busting at the seams. So I guess we could probably go ahead and get to it with uh, clip
5: number two.
6: Limited knowledge of the monarchy. The idea of I grew up in L.A. You see celebrities all the time. Mm hmm. This is not the same. The amount of information people have
5: about the monarchy varies greatly depending on where they were raised. For Meghan Markle, growing up in the United States meant that she didn't know much about the royal family she found herself marrying into. In fact, she told Oprah that she was quite naive and didn't even Google Harry when they started dating.
6: I've never looked up my husband online. I just didn't feel a need to because everything that I needed to know he was sharing with me, right? Funnily enough, she recalled having to learn to
5: curtsy right before meeting the queen for the first time,
6: Harry and I are in the car, and he says, Okay, well, my, my grandmother's there, so you're gonna meet her. Go, oh, great! I love grandma, I loved my grandmother, I used to take care of my grandma. This is great. He goes, Right, do you know how to curtsy?
5: Of course, this also meant she was somewhat <laughs> unprepared for the actualities of being a working royal.
2: Oh man, 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 this hit so many, so many points.
3: So I had to. I was so GD to get into the bag. Let me set up how the show is going to go. So I took the most shocking uh, things that we learned from the Meghan Markle and Harry interview. Yes. And we're going to cover them topic by topic. Uh, So that's the first one how she was just, I wasn't prepared. I I didn't know how to curtsy, which... (laughs) I think uh, she didn't Google Harry. I mean, come on,
2: dude. Did she come never? Did she
3: never watch any of the five thousand uh,
2: Diana documentaries? Come on, everyone knows how this works.
3: Everyone knows how to curtsy. I think that's like one of the first things little girls not you know learn to do. I mean, when they play uh, tea party and yeah. you know play out those things. So you're a grown woman. You don't know how to curtsy. That just this whole thing raised red flags for me, uh. So we got it. I got. I, I went to the deep dive, okay. And <laughs> just to poke holes into her story, I had to figure out her origin story. How how did this person show up? How do you meet a prince? How do I mean? How do you even get in that social circle? Now,
2: can and I? I'll, can I ahead. just say something before you before mm. you go right into it? Uh, Please. G- growing up in Europe in the Netherlands, uh. I have hung out with uh, the Prince uh, of the Netherlands, Bernard. Uh, of course, I had lunch with the King and Queen of the Netherlands. I have uh, met the Queen of England. Getting into the the outer circles, so you know, um, which are still princes, but they may be fifth or sixth removed from the throne. Not that hard. These guys turn out to be actually quite, uh, quite well, quote unquote, normal, but very approachable. So that's not too hard if you just know where to hang out. And of course, it's going to be at high end clubs. You know, Harry was known party boy. So I, you know, even to say, I, I, how do you meet a prince? Come on.
3: Well, so how you alley that on up, I'm going to open on home and you make a valid point. It's, these circles are accessible, but you have to know the right people to get in those circles. Yep. I mean, you just can't walk into them. Um, and so. People went and did their homework. I did give people a little homework assignment and I'm going to a little foreshadowing here. I think uh, I I did a show maybe almost two years ago, Meghan Markle, uh, the queen of multiculturalism. So in that show, I kind of laid out um, the fact that I think she is a being handled by someone that we're going to explore who in the show How she was being handled and what purpose she was being handled for. So I found one of her original uh, handlers, I believe, and these clips will play out to um, illustrate that point. Is uh, Lizzie Cundy? Have you ever heard of a Lizzie Cundy before? No, I have not. All right, let's find out about a little about uh, Lizzie Cundy and her background. And um, Lizzie Lizzie Cundy reveals all. Now she's said to have left some celebrities quaking in their boots after writing her first
2: tell-all biography, which is due out in May and available to pre-order on Amazon. We want to say, yes. and with the promises of uh, salacious stories, I think it's
7: very salacious to say, is, right is to a good you. word,
8: isn't it? And uh, lots of celebrity secrets to come. Uh, Lizzie Cundy is here to just give us a little taster. There might be some quite worried people out there because you have over the years met a lot of celebrities, mingled with celebrities, been to parties. With celebrities, overheard conversations yes. with celebrities. Um, has anybody been in touch to say they're concerned and who's in it and yeah. don't put me in it? About half of Hollywood, actually.
9: <laughs> yeah, there have some that have said, please don't put that bit in, remember that? And I thought, oh yeah, you've reminded me, that's a really good bit to put in. But some have asked, yeah, not to be in. And I've respected some.
8: Will we learn much more about you, the real Lizzie Cundy? Yeah. You said on the Shirley Valentine show, I think people saw you stripped down, well, not literally yeah. stripped down, but, you know, no makeup talking about you know the collapse of your marriage talking about you know your vulnerabilities that you were a bit lonely yeah I was actually
9: and I think I put a mask on with all the makeup the hair and the funny outfits I was hiding a lot of pain and I was quite low and I know people see me on the red carpet posing always with a smile yeah yeah, yeah. but but I was it was pretty tough and at times I you know I didn't really want to live at times it sounds dramatic but I really struggled people obsessed with the red carpet I mean my mum said to me you carry a red carpet onto your farm and always lay out. Uh, but, you know, that does happen. But you, people love it. Hmm.
3: Okay. The red carpet. Yeah, the
2: red carpet. Uh, mm-hmm. Didn't want to live anymore. I, uh, I'm not familiar with her because I, I think she started her career crying around the time I might have left the UK. Uh, I
3: but think she in 99, when she really started yeah. picking up steam around the Spice Girls. And, but she's considered the queen of the red carpet. And, um in england so uh or one of them i don't want to give her the top title right but she's a tv
2: host she does uh, wags which is a wives and girlfriends a reality show of uh soccer players and she's kind of in that you know she's uh in the celebrity scene completely
3: well she's a little bit more than that <laughs> okay <laughs> I, well i'll say this a lot more than that you heard uh the host of the show say she's overheard conversations she has celebrities quaking in their boots um yeah she's a collector of data and for no other better word that's an agent now who you work for I won't say if it's governmental or private media but she is an, an agent in a way and also as we we're hearing later clips a handler in a sort of a way
0: hmm.
2: are you, are you intrigued well yeah i mean cuz i i'm just looking at her wikipedia page and you know, I do know several people in the UK press. Um, mm-hmm. And, but like, I know, like, the, uh, I've been interviewed by people from The Guardian, but I know some of the guys who hung out and were working for News of the World, The Sun, Daily News. And these guys are ruthless and they pay for almost anything. You got some information, thousand pounds. You got a picture of somebody, could be five, six, seven thousand pounds. It's unbelievable how, what they call Fleet Street the gossip media and you know, they, they hack into phones, they hack into voicemail. They don't give a shit over there. They're really incredible.
10: And
3: and we have the same thing in America, but we're focusing more on the English press. Yeah. Uh, and, and what this is going to illustrate uh, is how handlers handle people, hand people off from, you know, from one to another. Um, so this is the initial, uh, entry point, I believe, for Meghan Markle in that uh, social circle. And we can hear that more in clip, uh, Backstabbers 1.
9: British showbiz reporter Lizzie Cundy has spent decades on the red carpet interviewing the stars, a former wag with a host of celeb friends. The socialite has even made a few headlines of her own.
11: Now, the TV and radio personality is taking us behind the scenes of her glamorous life, sharing salacious stories and secrets in a new book. And one in particular caught our attention with a tale of her unlikely friendship with the now Duchess of Sussex, Just
6: tremendous fans are amazing. Amazing! I'm really enjoying London life. I mean, it must be mad because you know it's very different here, and it's cold. It is. <laughs> it is very cold. Um, but the people are so warm. As cheesy as that sounds, I've, I was joking today. I've never been called love or darling more in my life, so it makes me want to stick around for a while. Now you are host.
11: Wow. Okay, darling. Now I'm from London, <laughs> Lizzie Cundy joins us live. Thanks for staying up so late over there. Now any mention of the Duchess, and for, of course. I'm
9: always up late. I'm always <laughs> yeah. up late. But... Good morning to you all.
11: Thanks for joining us. Any mention of the Duchess and we are on board. So uh, let's talk through this relationship. When did you first meet her?
9: Well, I first met Megan. Um, In fact, I didn't have a clue who she was. I was told to look after her for a charity dinner. And I was saying, who is this Megan? And they were saying, oh, she's an actress. You know, she's coming from Vancouver. I had to Google her. I still couldn't find her. So I said, look, I'll I'll look after her. But we actually got on like a house on fire. And so happened, we had another night together the following night at a big charity event with um, Eva Longoria. But we got on so well. And she was a real girl's girl. You, love london loved englishmen and she wanted to find a boyfriend
2: Ah, uh, hold on okay so first of all now i understand lizzie she was married to jason cundy the soccer star that's how uh-huh. that's how she got in the circles those soccer stars they hang out with everybody so that's how she got it, in the circle and it, i'm sure it was some this has got to be clooney level stuff that someone asked her to take care of her
3: who is that's the question that's the question that I'm, I, we're going to try to figure out an answer to. Who tells her to look after this American star? This pops up out of nowhere. You heard her say, I Googled her. I couldn't still find her. And she says, she's coming out of Vancouver. Hmm, Vancouver? She's from California. Where did this Vancouver come from? And the reason why I bring that point up is, when they left, I mean, just to you know, jump ahead a little bit, when they left England, they went right back to Vancouver in right. Canada well isn't isn't she Canadian though by birth M- Megan I thought she, she was, maybe but I, I mean was, all, all I've always heard is mean, narrative versus fact right all I've heard <laughs> yeah, right. she's out of California she went to school in California I think she went to that little red school or whatever yeah. it's called I mean that that thing has a whole under, <laughs> oh, but we're not gonna get there but what I'm saying is she pops up on the scene somebody tells Liz, Liz, Lizzie, uh to say hey, look after her Take her under your wing. Yeah. Who is that? And but, how, why did that happen?
2: By the way, uh, according to Wikipedia, she was born in Los Angeles. So uh, that's what that's weird. Well, wasn't there dad or wasn't, who, there's some Canadian connection? I thought I, I could be crazy. I, I looked. Hmm. I think you might be thinking about Kamala. <laughs> oh, that's right. No. Kamala, uh, Kamala Harris, uh, Lizzie Cundy, uh, Megan Mark. That's it, all the same.
3: Yeah. No, what, hmm. what I was just saying is that that's a very. To say she came out of vancouver and not la yeah it's when weird. she's in hollywood that's a weird just so look just a little just a little nugget we want to tuck away yeah so um i have a follow-up um to this clip and backstabbers too
9: so i thought well i'm good at matchmaking i'll help her <laughs> really so what did what were
12: her words to you help me find a boyfriend or what, how did that pan out
9: well, I was recently divorced. I was um, married to a, a Chelsea footballer, yeah. and I, I just recently Jason, split. Andy, and yeah. um, I was, she was asking me lots of questions. I was asking her about her love life, mm-hmm. and uh, we found we were both single girls. She had a bit of time in London, so I said, look, I'll try and help you find a guy. And she said, you know, maybe a celebrity. Yeah. I thought, well, why not? So we started looking through uh, my phone. There were a few footballers in there, and I didn't, she took, you know, she liked one of them, Ashley Cole, who used to play for Chelsea. <laughs> and hmm. we kind of um, just chatted, had a good time. Um, but never did I think in a million years she would have the catch of the century. Uh,
11: how, how did your matchmaking go? Did you... Did, did you? Well, it's
9: pretty, well, it was quite good. We were looking through. We were having a giggle, as girls yeah. do, having a few drinks. Um, we stayed in touch after. We got on really well. Um, so she really was having a good time in London. And she seemed to um, find her real match in London. <laughs> I <laughs> <She should>. couldn't <laughs> believe it. So that was just a couple of years ago. And uh, did you stay in touch after? But then what happened? Yeah, well, she met Harry, and obviously I said, wow, well, that's a good catch. And she said, yeah, thank you, you know, let's hook up soon. But um, there's a very well-known presenter, TV presenter called Piers Morgan, and he said, she's blanked me, Megan's blanked me. And then I tried, because there was a big article, her family, um, oh. you know, her father and her sister had written and sold stories on her. So I wrote and said, look, I hope you're OK. And then I realised there was no response, and her Twitter account was down. Mm. So... I just suppose that what happens when you become a royal, you know. You-
2: she- okay, that's a little different than <laughs> Megan said. She was trolling. Yeah. Wow. Oh, by the way, okay, yeah. Canada, Canada. She might have the the show suits filmed in Canada a lot.
3: Oh, okay. So okay. maybe that, that.
2: So she was probably filming and living there. That's probably what was going on, at least as far as we can tell. But
3: but, but this make the fact that when she they left. England, when they gave up their titles, the yeah. first stop was Canada. Yeah, well, right back which, to Canada. Which, which
2: is supposed to be safe because it's part of the British Commonwealth. It's you know The, the Queen still owns Canada.
3: Right. I'm, I'm, we don't want to get stuck with Vancouver. Okay, what we see right. here is this is not... Oh, and what she, was set of up shit. here was it's full of crap. she bumped into the prince and somebody set up on a blind date and you know, they fell in love. No, she was in... She, met uh lizzie lizzie got her into the social orbit but she needed to get closer so she was handed off to another handler oh <laughs> i you love heard,
2: it oh my goodness
3: mo, mo do you have a day job man where do you do this this is crazy
2: this this is some sleuthing
3: man i told you when i find a rabbit hole i don't i gotta come out the other end i can't cool. you know? so cool. all right uh let's see but for one thing we need to establish is why the red carpet and i think the red carpet is even probably even bigger in england than it is america i know it's mostly associated with hollywood but i think this is a symbolism to you being met, crossing a cer- certain threshold that's that's my point if you're allowed on the red carpet because you heard uh Lizzie, refer back to the red carpet. Oh, uh, 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 uh,
2: it's, okay. It's, Let me tell you something about red carpet. You're talking to the right guy, Mo. I mean, I've, I've, I, I'm I've, I've, I'm,
3: I'm, I've, so I'm I'm psyched about the show because you know like you. Re- <laughs> okay, red her, carpet. Who her husband is? And all right, red, yeah, red
2: carpet. So here's how the red carpet works. Uh, and I and I've witnessed this in in a number of ways. So um, a red carpet. You walk up to the red carpet. There's a person there, maybe two. You know, walkie talkies, headsets, the whole deal, and. Because, you know, there's two points to the red carpet. One is the photographers. And the red carpet is mm. often literally like a red carpet that starts and ends. And it, and you have to kind of walk behind it to go inside. It doesn't even lead into the building. It's a complete mobile mm. setup uh, with the backdrop. You know, you can, you can rent them. And there's two pathways. So when you walk up, the person, it's almost like a club. It's like, uh, okay, come right through and you go through to the, uh, you know, for the photographers. Or, yeah, you can go right here. Go ahead. You can go in. So whenever you're invited by the director or something like that, and and you're like, oh, cool, I get to walk the red carpet, you walk up to the red carpet and they say, oh, great, we're glad you're here. And they take you behind the red carpet. You don't get on the red carpet. And I've had that happen to me in Los Angeles, where uh, I strolled up and no one recognized me. Like, okay, well, you can just go in here. You're not walking on the red carpet. It's it's a a very, uh, it's a segregation
3: it's a symbolism of, of hierarchy, right?
2: Of course you you're 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 not it, you're not recognizable, you're not interesting, you are pretty much nothing, but you got an invite from somebody so you get to cut the line, grab your goodie bag and go away from the red carpet.
3: Let's find out the origin of that number 7.
13: Throughout history, red carpets have led luminaries to momentous events, both good and bad. Aeschylus, from 525 BC to 455 BC, the father of tragedy, wrote various plays where his heroes fell from grace due to a combination of unwinnable circumstances, arrogance, and or simply stepping on the toes of the gods. A few years before his death, Aeschylus wrote Agamemnon, in which, after a ten year absence from his kingdom of Mycenae, King Agamemnon returned home to his wife, triumphant from the Trojan War and dragging along his new concubine, Cassandra. Clytemnestra was happy to see Agamemnon, but only because she could now seek her vengeance. Not only for his new lady friends, but more particularly for his role in the death of their daughter a decade previous. Just before the Greek fleet had sailed off to fight the Trojan War, Agamemnon killed one of the goddess Artemis' deer, which enraged her, leading to Artemis interfering with the Greek fleet leaving. To appease her, Agamemnon was forced to sacrifice his oldest daughter, obviously without his wife's consent. So, by the time he arrived back in Mycenae, Clytemnestra was more than pleased to greet him and determined to make a show of it. She rolled, or more accurately, spread out a literal red carpet, Uh, marking uh. the first known mention of such a thing ever happening. Ordering her ladies to make a path for Agamemnon to walk from his chariot to the palace doors on, she stated, "...you women spread out those tapestries here on the ground, directly in his path, which shall be covered all in red, so justice can lead him back." to
3: his
2: home. Wow! You know, of all the things I researched, this one never crossed my mind. i will give you a bell ring there, Mo. This and may justice
3: lead on. Yes. <laughs> Holy crap. Oh, we know crap. about justice, don't we? So, huh. yeah. That just backs up everything you said about the red carpet, I I believe. And that's the first origin of uh, written in modern uh, literature Mm -hmm. of what what the uh, understanding what the red carpet is. So that was the first uh, talking, shocking thing. Shocking. Yes. Uh, And I'll uh, say this. (laughs) Uh, So we're going to get into the second shocking thing that we learned from the interview
5: the royal family and the press.
14: What's termed or referred to as the invisible contract behind closed doors.
5: Much of the criticism directed at Meghan Markle by the press has been racially charged, and Harry addressed this head-on with Oprah. Notably, he described feeling disappointed that his family never publicly acknowledged the role race played in the dangerous treatment Markle endured.
14: Over 70 members of parliament, female members of parliament, both conservative and labor, came out and called out the... The colonial undertones of articles and headlines written about Meghan. Yet no one from colonial. my family ever said anything over those three years. And that, that hurts.
5: Interestingly, he credited their fear of angering the British media for their silence. But I also
14: am acutely aware of where my family stand and how scared they are of the tabloids turning on them.
2: Okay, a couple of comments. One. Okay. Uh, the invisible contract. Yes, it's real. Um, I, I think some, I mean, in the UK in having lived there for five years in London, um, in general, people like the monarchy, but a lot of people are extremely against it. They call themselves Republicans. Um, I I know a lot of so-called Republicans who still, you know, they still will go to the uh, to the big uh, derby, whatever it is, where the hat day, the silly hat day, because I think that, you know, they're still even though they're kind of against the monarchy. um, So there are multiple publications who are definitely in the Republican camp. But when it comes Mm -hmm. to the gossip and that's that is they can be. I think they're allies. So Pierce Morgan, who is a, a before he you know became a superstar on TV, he was the lowest of the grimiest kind of guys who would go after gossip. But he, to me, has always been clearly a, a monarchist, um, which is not just "oh, I love the Queen." I'm sure that we're going to find out what's behind that, um, which is why he 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 defends the Queen. So it's it's both sides. They may switch from time to time, but the contract mm-hmm. is to keep the
3: illusion alive well they have a they need each other the media needs the royals because they need access yep but then the royals need the media because the media can turn the people against them if they turn the the machine on exactly and i think that's what we've seen here um just you know just to give it away (laughs) i think those two factions or whoever fuels those two factions they want the queen out the paint along with the the monarchy is the greatest representation of patriarchy there is. So they feel like if uh this is the last uh this is the last thing standing, so we can go ahead and just take them out and we can roll in, you know, what we believe one to other th- be a non-patriarchal system.
2: One other thing he said, um mm-hmm. he said uh, the colonial undertones of the royal family. That was yes. Harry's description of some racist shit. But he carefully, I think, chose the word colonial undertones. I mean, that's... Oh, he did. That's that's not an accident that he used
3: that. No, it's not. And we're going to get to all of that <laughs> <laughs> later on. But we'll just talk about the a visible contract right now. And they said the, the coverage was racist. Right. So everybody knew what Megan was about. I mean, very, unless you just were drinking the Kool-Aid, which a lot of people are. I mean, that's why she's a very, don't get it twisted. She's a very influential, uh, individual and figure in, in, in this, you know, on this global scene. Um, but not only were the racist, uh, quote unquote, racist, uh, UK press see where she was coming from. Well, I would consider Wendy Williams a black woman, <laughs> and she saw through her bullcrap. Uh, Meghan Markle, everybody says
15: that she was warned not to marry Prince Harry. Ooh. You know who warned her? Some hating ass girlfriend of hers. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? Like, you meet a prince, and your friend's gonna tell you not to marry. <laughs> Get out, or, or Megan's lying to try to give a sympathy, you know, for us to give her sympathy. Anyway, to, and the weird thing about this interview that she did, she's standing up the whole time. Like, there's no chair. There, there's no shade. Like, she's standing the whole time in a trench coat
6: interviewing. So it's kind of awkward. Anyway, take a look. I had no idea, which probably sounds difficult to understand here but when I um, when I first met my now husband my friends were really happy because I was so happy but my British friend said to me I'm sure he's great but you shouldn't do it because the British tabloids will destroy your life and I very naively I'm American we don't have that Mm -hmm. there what are you talking about that doesn't make any sense I'm not in tabloids I didn't get it
15: Yes, you did. <laughs>
6: you knew exactly
15: what you were doing. <laughs> and I applaud her plotation on the royal situation. <laughs> but please, don't try to garner sympathy from us. Oh,
0: uh,
2: yeah. beautiful. <laughs> I got to start watching that Wendy Williams show, man. Refusing Wendy's vaccines. A boss. <laughs> doing all kinds of crazy <laughs> stuff. I like it.
3: Wendy's a boss. Uh, yeah. In- so she, we see through it. And and Wendy speaks for... I got to be careful how I say it. She, she represents the sentiment of the majority of Black people concerning Meghan Markle. Uh-huh. We know what time it is, and we know what the Queen and the Royals are about. I mean, so none of this is shocking to us. The only people that were shocked were that group we always talk about, the Strollers. The Strollers right. saw this as a coming uppance of, you know... We have we have a black princess, which this was seated by the princess and the frog, which I didn't. I mean, this would have been a 60 60 clip show if I tried to squeeze that in. But I want to make that point known that that movie kind of was like predictive programming to this whole situation. Right. Where black princess meets. Prince, which was not a black man. Uh, <laughs> that we're still waiting on our first Black Prince Disney um, so <laughs> just to let you know that but they were like oh this is finally the, you know the, the culmination of that dream that we finally got one we can finally get in there and I think black men were the ones like really the (laughs) queen yeah yeah you want to get in with the rules (laughs) so that's the epitome of white supremacy by the definition we use on the show the one world government that's
2: and no and no one really brings that up in the in the m5m at all you know like hey you know if if you're looking for some white supremacy the royal family is kind of it
3: well i mean well some some do we'll get to that point but Wendy has a lot more tea to spill, so let's get into part two. (laughs) First of all, you know, with William and Kate, they are
15: grooming because he's going to be the king, and she's going to be the queen, and the kids are going to be the royals like that. Harry and Meghan have nothing to lose by moving to America. (laughs) Why not? I mean, move to America, you know, and live part-time in Africa like you want to do. You have to still go back to England. The thing about moving to America is you're really kicking the royal thing out of your life. So have a place in all three places. Have a mansion in Malibu, a, 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 a big hut, you know. LAUGHTER I've or, or never been to Africa. I don't know, but or a big hotel.
2: By the way, imagine, uh, imagine a white woman saying that. Hey, why don't you go have a big hut in Africa? Just saying. I knew you were just saying, Mo.
3: I knew you were going to let this let it slide. Let it slide. And yes, you're right. If that was said by anybody else. And it was just as ignorant for Wendy to say, which I. I, I, But see, Wendy's a boss. But 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 come on, I think it's funny. But I think it's funny. I mean, how can you... It is is funny.
2: It it is funny. Ignore it. That's what's wrong today, man. We all get the joke.
15: Or or I've never been to Africa. I don't know, but or a big hotel or wherever you're going to live in Africa, and then have your royal palace esque type place in England. I mean, I like them. I, I really do like them. But her, there's something about her. You know, you, you know what I'm saying.
0: Yeah.
15: And you know what, um, girl, I'm um, Megan.
3: <laughs> oh, here it comes. Uh oh.
15: Megan, don't be surprised that the paparazzi are everywhere. Of course, because you're now a royal. They weren't following you when you were on suit. We didn't even know who you were. <laughs> except, except when you came for employment here at Wendy and wanted to be one of our runway models. Uh, oh, I've told this story before. Do I need to go into it again?
2: Yes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Wendy Williams, I need to hear.
3: I don't, I don't know. Should we, should we get into it? But well, let's yes. just the, the <laughs> hut, th- wait, wait for it. Let it build. Uh-oh. So the hut thing, I think she was saying, Wendy, Wendy's know there's five-star resorts in all over this world. So it wasn't a matter of ignorance. It was, I think she was throwing shade like, you want to pretend, Yeah. Pret- yeah. and I'm going to just read yeah. it completely And this. You want to pretend your connection with Africa. So go get the big hut. You know, uh, because right. she didn't rap and embrace herself in Africanism. It wasn't Black Americanism or Adosism. It was Africa, Africa, Africa. Even when she came down the aisle, they some some kind of uh uh African one. Well, you know those kind of like uh, with acapella and it's the whole you know the African uh, choir. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They even did that when she came down the aisle. So they played on. This whole African uh, okay,
2: cinema. Okay, hold on. Let me think about this now. Um, most royal families have all kinds of cool places in Africa. Dutch royal mm-hmm. family, they got places in Mozambique. I mean, there's there's a lot of massive, massive places that these cats got. And of course, uh, again, uh, part of the uh, part of the British Empire. So perhaps the idea was i don't know but yeah it was it was clear it was not an ados thing it was a complete connection to africa which there's more connection between the the queen of england and africa than there is between megan and africa
3: and there's more need of the queen to have representation of africa mm-hmm. than it is in black americans oh, so yeah. oh, absolutely. let's just let's just yes. let's keep that in mind but we're gonna get to like i said we're just taking one narrative at a time and and for people out there we I'm not gonna play many clips, if not any whole clips from that uh, scripted. Uh, from that interview. little from, from
2: that little skit
3: they did. Well, it's a better word is spell, but I mean <laughs> oh, spell. <Huh. laughs> yeah, um, but yeah. So I know you've been waiting. I'm like, get get to the yeah, get g- to the get, juice. get
2: get to get to when she was uh, uh, wanted to gig with Wendy Williams show. All right, let's get right to it then. Yeah! All right. I'm not the only one,
15: apparently. (laughs)
2: Yeah.
15: (laughs) All right. Well. Once upon a time, there was an innocent girl named Megan. And she wanted to be a runway model here at Wendy.
16: At Suzanne? Yes. Yeah. Well, she she wanted to be an expert. Tell it. Okay. So she called up our talent department. She called our lovely bookers, Carrie and Siobhan. And she said, I'm Mar- Megan Markle from Suits. And we were there. Right. I was like, what? Tell it. She said, <laughs> I'm really into fashion. Go. I would love to come to your show and be a fashion expert. And do the runway and all that stuff. Uh And they said, all right, we'll come by our office. We'll meet with you. And she was actually in the office.
15: Not this one right here, but across the street. We got two buildings on the block. This is my block. Yep, so she. Uh
3: Wendy's block.
16: She sat down, and they met with her, mm-hmm. and they talked with her about I do believe that we even have a picture, except it's not ready right now. We oh. have a picture of her
15: oh. standing in the Wendy building across the street.
16: Oh. Yep. oh yes, it's about. somewhere I in it. the still yeah. Okay, okay. Okay. So, so then, yeah, so she wanted to be on the show, and they chatted with her, and they thought that she'd be perfect to come here right. and do it. And then, by the time we decided to book her... She,
15: she was did. already engaged. Yup. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yup. We are Involved with everything around
2: here. Yep. Wow. Okay. Now we don't know exactly what the time frame was, but it sounded like it was. Well, we
15: we
3: pretty do. Pretty we quick. wait, wait. We do. Oh. We do. Oh, oh. Because I was a watcher of Suits from the very first season, and that's why I know Megan Markle so well. Hmm. Um. Yeah. So her storyline was very small, but significant because that's why I say it's predictive programming. If you watch that show her role in suits was that she had, she was a biracial. I mean, that was part of her storyline. Um, her father was a successful lawyer. Um, and, um, her mother was white and, you know, she was as- aspiring to be a lawyer and she gets with, uh, the guy, forget the character's name, but, um, she gets with a character that plays a role of, he's an imposter. um, he had tricked his way into the law firm. He never graduated from Harvard. Not to ruin it for people, but it was a white guy. White guy that was an imposter or shouldn't have been where he was at. <laughs> and she falls <laughs> in love with him. Okay. No, this is this 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 crap is predictive, programming to the hilt. And I like the show, but I always said, and it was a coworker I worked with, and we all we both said, she said, Meghan Markle is a terrible actress. Terrible. I mean that it was so standoutish on that show because she would overact. Um she didn't have any balance to her um mm. to her emotion and that's why you see it play out poorly when she does these interviews. She's a terrible actress. So um yeah, I'm, I'll say where her weakness is is being authentic. Um she did, she doesn't have that. You know, she's very sultry and that kind of thing. Uh so I will just say that. So we know the time frame because at one point when she started dating Harry, I think that was season three, they would dictate what she could do and couldn't do in the scenes. So we know from in between those three, season one and three is when she went to the Wendy show. So we do have a, a loose time frame. Still pretty short. But Still pretty short. It's very short, especially go from doing cold calls to try to get, right. you know, that was a, she called Wendy. <laughs> I mean, she was on a pretty, I mean, it was a, it, at the, before it was, before she came out with Prince Harry, it was a semi-popular show, mm-hmm. but I mean, it exploded once they found it out. But we got to figure out what she was doing in between that time.
2: Yes, well, she was apparently uh, hanging out with uh, with what's her face, Lonnie, Lonnie, Lizzie Cundy. Lizzie, Lizzie <laughs> Lizzie, <Cuddy. laughs> Lizzie, hanging out, going through the
3: the red book, trying to score, until she was passed off to her new handler, number twelve. Ah.
17: <laughs> the genesis of my relationship with Meghan Markle was I started following a bunch of stars from Suits on Twitter. She was one of them because I loved Suits. And I followed about four of them. And the moment I followed Meghan Markle, I get a direct message from her saying, oh, my God, I'm such a big fan, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, OK, very nice. Start to correspond with her. We get on very well. We're talking about Suits' plot line. She starts giving me a few juicy bones of plot lines to come. And then Megan says, I'm coming to London to watch, do a few meetings, but to watch Serena Williams, her great friend, play at Wimbledon in the tennis tournament. Do you want to meet up? And I was like, yes, I would love to meet up. Why don't you come to my local pub, the Scarsdale Tavern in Kensington? Who would know that what a fateful night that was because she went from me here to her first proper date with Prince Harry.
12: Okay, how do you know that?
17: I know that because she spent three, four more days in England and she had two nights with Harry. And three, four months later, it all came out. Harry dating actress. And I went, which actress? Whoa, 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 what? (laughs) And then it said they befriended each other in the last week of June when she was here to see her friend Serena Williams playing tennis. I was like, yes. And then it went, they went out on, like, the Thursday night or whatever it was to 5 Harford Street. I went, yes, I know that because I put her in an Uber from this pub to 5 Harford Street. Oh, Mo, I,
2: I could have known this. It was in my face. I, I'm like, I even say, he, how hard was it for you when I'm spouting off at the beginning about Pierce Morgan being loyal to the monarchs? How hard for you was it not to just say, wait until you see what I got? <laughs> Pierce Morgan is the perfect handler. Perfect handler. Absolutely. And who Who did
3: Lizzie Cundy say? She said, oh, Pierce told me. Yes. She blanked him. So there's communication between Lizzie Cundy. and. And Pierce Morgan. Wow,
2: good one. But, okay, but my
3: wait, wait, we got to break something. We can't gloss over this thing. Wendy Williams, Queen Celebrity of America, or one of the queens. She's right up there with Oprah. Different, different crowds, mm-hmm. different functions. But popularity wise, she's right up there. Not money wise, but you heard Wendy say on the block. So,
2: yeah. oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> yes.
3: <laughs> she says we don't know who Megan Markle is, and now you pop up as Serena's friend.
2: Yeah, that was weird.
3: We're talking about the top female, top female athlete um, in sports, and you become her friend, and you're going to—I guess she's referring to Wimbledon Mm -hmm. at her request. No, none of this flies because we verifiably uh, and self-admittedly, Serena Williams says that she has multiple personality, which is a. Known trait of MK, MK Ultra.
2: Yeah, it says uh,
3: schizophrenia? No, she says she has. A, I'm not saying DID was normally what it's called. you I'm saying dissociative identity disorder. Oh. Uh, I'm not saying she has that. I'm just be clear. But she says herself, she. I, I don't have the video here. I don't have the clip here right offhand. But she goes through all her personalities and she said, I have a personality for each function, which is a telltale sign of an MK subject. Oh, definitely. So now this woman who eventually marries the prince is best friends with Serena and going to see her and she makes a stop. Obviously, she met with Lindy first <laughs> and then meets Pierce. And Pierce puts her in a Uber, sends her to the prince. Come on now.
2: I love it. By the way, um, Serena Williams, uh, one of her personalities is Summer she helps me out a lot like if i have to write long letters then there's taquanda yep that taquanda is always the girl who calls in on the top 40 radio
3: station but that's the one that's the one she was breaking that's the one she was breaking the racket on i mean like when she passed out i mean this is out of her mouth now what you're reading came out of her mouth yeah yeah and i'll bring that up on a show when we do mk MK ultra Ultra, sports or yeah um, but yeah, she said, and then she even has one with a p- perfect British accent. Ah, oh, man! Yes, yeah. yeah. did you take a shower after prepping for this show? Because you got
2: a lot of nasty on you, man. Man, I'm trying <laughs> to say,
3: you're still under my nails.
17: <laughs> All right, so let's get into uh, Pierce Part Two. All right. So literally, I was Cupid. I put her in the love chariot, which was a pretty rough old Uber, actually, but the love chariot to go and see Harry.
12: So you are responsible for their union, you feel?
17: Well, it's more that Harry is responsible for me never speaking to Meghan Markle again, because I'd imagine that the conversation when they went on a proper date the next night was something like, so do you know anybody in Britain, said Harry? And she probably went, oh, yeah, I know this great guy called Piers Morgan. And he went, What? what you know you know this guy that used to run newspapers you you could never speak to him again and she never did
18: that was it that was it I love that only Piers Morgan is trying to take credit for the whole thing. It was him that night. The one he, two things
12: happened. He said that night when she came in, she had come from the tennis tournament. And he said, you know, you, when you're out in the sun all day, you can kind of look a little disheveled. He said she walked in and the whole restaurant stopped and said, "Really? oh, my gosh, who is this woman who just walked in here?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I, I did say, well, so let's cover one thing. I think this is the reason why Pierce was so uh, aggressive towards mm-hmm. Megan. Mm-hmm. I think he was smitten when he saw her. And because if you listen to him and she said, well, you're the reason uh, why they met. And he said, no, Harry's the reason why I never talked to Megan again.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, we know what the way he put it, but I think you're
3: right. Right. And and, and to say that when she walked in the whole restaurant stopped. I will say this: Meghan Markle is a terrible actress, but she is extremely attractive. Think, and think, what I mean by do you think she banged Pierce Morgan? No, but I think <laughs> any good, any good. I can't
0: believe good, I asked um, that. By the way,
3: <laughs> no, well, no, it's it's pertinent to the show because yeah. <laughs> the the, motor, the 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 methods that we supposed. I mean, we we're, we're talking all alleged here, but the methods that handlers use and I always refer back to the show the Americans sexuality and even flirting and enticing is a method yeah of uh of getting information or gaining access so I'm not gonna go as far as she slept with him but I think she gave them a relationship you heard she said she was feeding me clips and clues and mm-hmm. to the show so she was uh I think she put him in the friend zone ah. you know with with yeah. With giving him you know possible no well yeah we have drinks and like yeah let's meet you know and then oh so you know harry oh you do oh we're all oh, their parties tonight okay oh,
2: yeah? yeah so yeah. If, that's right so if anything pierce <laughs> felt that he was played like she yeah she but zoned him yeah but pierce had reasons
3: i would say this pierce had his motives too because he's like if i can get her inside Mm -hmm. i can juice her for information because she's been supplying me with information the show exactly so i think he just lost his uh his um contact and once she got to that circle she blanked everybody lizzie and and pierce which explains why he was so uh aggressive towards her and in this whole how this whole thing played out that's just my perspective sounds about right to me i like it but i would say this now we got to go into the the magic extremely attractive people have ways of they call it glamour i mean if you want talk in terms of witchcraft you know and that's where you can take and use your beauty to influence people and megan markle's beauty is so great and I, this is not me saying it this, this is how people receive it I, mean, I'm, I think she's an attractive woman of course i mean um, i'm a super straight male um so <laughs> <laughs> but you
2: can't be super straight with her because she's only 50 percent. so I, it doesn't sound right to me
3: no I, whoa whoa i don't know where you're going with that but <laughs> 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 said she's whoa I don't. <laughs> well i'll say this there is some science behind the magic of glamour and let's just get in megan markle influencing plastic surgery one
12: The Markle Sparkle is how flawless Meghan Markle is. Kate Middleton's pretty, but she's like British pretty. Now I'm going to show you some of the items that I purchased that resemble Meghan Markle. My name is Tara Knapp, and I'm going to be getting fillers to look like Meghan Markle. The golden ratio refers to kind of the, quote, perfect textbook balance of facial features. Meghan Markle is a beauty icon because she has so many of the classic symmetrical facial features. This is a green dress. Meghan Markle also wears a lot of green, which she looks stunning in. I had my consultation with the doctor, and she suggested that I do the cheek and jawline filler to give me more structure and angle in my face that Meghan has.
19: So you can just picture what these lips would look like Um, me, My name is Kayla, and I'm getting lip fillers to make my lips look just like Meghan Markle's. I see my lips as, like, small, shriveled up, like, baby lips. To me, Meghan Markle has the
1: perfect lips. It's very common these days to have people come in and say they like the freshness of Meghan Markle, the way she looks. This is a trend.
12: I actually have a crown that I keep hidden. I became a huge fan of Meghan Markle. She is just beautiful and the American princess that I wish I could have been.
2: Wow. While that was playing, I, of course, looked up some definitions of glamour. Uh Uh-huh. First one to hit me was (laughs) (laughs) shape-shifting. Followed by magic, enchantment, spell, all the things you'd be expecting from MoFax.
3: Yeah. Glamour magic. Yep. But it has science behind it because they say it's the golden ratio, which is the Fibonacci numbers. Yep, Fibonacci. Um, I think that's what it's like. I'm not even sure. I think A divided by B equals A plus well, just, B divided just, by B or something like that. Just pull, a, something, pull a credit yeah. card
2: out of your pocket. Credit cards are the golden ratio. And they're that way for a reason. That's why they feel good.
3: Yeah, I mean, that's that's what I mean. The science behind it. Um, plants, mm-hmm. uh, oh, flowers, everything. Oh, all, that's why they're attractive. Stock, so,
2: stock market, yeah. everything is Fibonacci and
3: golden ratio. Absolutely, the whole world. I believe in that. So that's why I think that she has a power to uh, woo men. I mean, let's not get it. I mean, she, when she wants to turn it on, she can turn it on. But what I mean by actress, I'm talking about in this, in this set skill of having range to deliver different scenes. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think when she tries to deliver certain scenes that we saw in this interview, it just flops. And I think that's her downfall, but her being attractive and her glamor magic is super strong. As you heard these women say, I didn't say this. I mean, they call it the Marco sparkle. So, I mean, (laughs) (laughs) the Marco sparkle. Yeah. 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 And, and this thing has been around for so long as far as the beauty, uh, uh, aspect of it, I found a vintage tutorial talking about the golden ratio.
20: Hello, I'm Ern Westmore. Aside from knowing your basic shape, it's also important for you to know if your features are properly proportioned. Such as the correct distance between your hairline and brows, your brows and nose, your nose and chin. Then there's the correct length of brow with relationship to the width of your eyes and the distance between them. For this, we apply the rule of three. Now take any full face straight on photograph of yourself. And with a ruler, draw a line across your forehead at the hairline. Then draw a line across your natural brow line. The third line is drawn at the tip of your nose. And the fourth line at the end of your chin. For perfect proportions, the three spaces should be equal in depth. If yours are not, then there are a great many tips and tricks that I will show you that will help you create the illusion of near perfect proportions. Here's a promise. Whatever your so-called objectionable feature may be, in our future makeup sessions, I'll show you a great many tips and tricks that will camouflage and conceal them, so that you can prove there isn't a woman in the world who can't become more beautiful.
2: Now, <laughs> I got to tell you something, something you may not know about me. Okay. Uh, my first wife uh, had a cosmetics company. Okay. Yeah. Uh, which was a startup, and it was getting very successful. And there's a whole bunch of reasons why we had to close that down. I learned so much about cosmetics, and particularly makeup. Um, what this guy said is so true because it's when the eyes are too close together, you use makeup to draw them a little further apart by you know mm-hmm. with certain lines. And it all, all, and I'd forgotten about that. It all comes back to Fibonacci. It's true.
3: Yeah. So I mean, just to go show you that there is science behind even what we perceive to be witchcraft or is witchcraft just being perceived as science. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the million dollar yes, question. Exactly. Um, yeah. So that's the first two issues. We're going to have to you know, dive into our donations early because we got so much more to go.
2: It's not a problem because it's, uh, it's a good tease. And once again, although the show is a little different from what you might typically get from Mofax with Adam Curry, I think we, two are unique to be able to deconstruct this one. So uh, when when the two of us sit down, problems get solved. First,
20: the white man and the black man have to be able to sit down at the same table. The white man has to feel free to speak his mind without hurting the feelings of that Negro. And the so-called Negro has to feel free to speak his mind without hurting the feelings of the white man. Then they can bring the issues that are under the rug out on top of the table and take an intelligent approach to get the problem solved. That's the only way that they'll ever do it.
2: So before we continue with our deconstruction of this uh, possible MK Ultra event, uh, I want to uh, remind you that this is a value for value podcast. So there's no creepy Chinese uh, uh, money floating around us. There's, there's no sponsors, no corporate uh, corporate issues whatsoever. It's just Adam and Mo doing this, and all of you who are not just listeners. You are producers. You give us great feedback. You. Uh, help sometimes with research. We call it the three T's of the value for value model, time, talent, or treasure. And um, uh, we'd like to thank those who offered some treasure up for this episode. Our executive producers and associate executive producers, we kick it off with Ryan Payne, who sent us a cool $300. Well, you know what that means.
4: Impala! 20 ba- blades ba- 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 on the Impala!
3: Then he didn't have any (laughs) note
2: that I could tell,
3: but... uh, It just said... Well, he did have a note, and that's some kind of code. It says (laughs) MC-INV-596. So if you want to provide us some more details on what that means, I'll wreck my brain on trying to figure out what that meant.
2: I'm thinking uh, MasterCard Invoice-596. Maybe. Or or MC-INV-596 Red Eagle Dives at Dawn. And thank you. Ryan. It could be Moe and Curry. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Moe and Curry. That's a good it, one.
3: It could be some kind of co- We never know. But we what just, happened only right? What happened to Ryan. the
2: to the other 595 invoices then?
3: I don't know. Maybe they're on the only way. <laughs>
2: <laughs> thanks, Ryan. You are the, uh, the, the top executive producer for today's show. He's thanks. the, big baller, He's the of, big baller of
3: show 60.
2: And they show up in the credits that way as big baller. Mm-hmm. David Roll comes in with a cool hundred and he says, I took an African-American history college class in 1999. It was taught by a short Jewish man. He was actually really into it and went into areas like the Cherokee and Seminole tribal relations with escaped slaves. And he always said and reiterated, if you want to understand slavery, follow the sugar interesting mm-hmm. sorry this one was serious and not my normal quick witted ones to get a chuckle from you two no you you got a you got a bell ring there can i get a jingle most choice from my friend dangerous dan the star of the sterile iowan love you both and mining for the truth is seldom a clean job what should we give him here mo what uh what'd you like
3: let's oh well uh, let's give him some karma I mean, you can never go wrong with karma. Never,
2: can never go wrong with karma. Here we go.
3: You've got Mo karma.
2: Thank you, David. $100 also from Matthew Wyckoff says, Thanks, Mo and Adam. Can I get a D debt beating and some Mo Karma, of course?
5: Congratulations. You're no longer a deadbeat.
21: <laughs> You've got Mo
5: karma.
2: $100 from William Sola. And William says, y'all been on fire this year. Much love and respect to both of you. Can I, can I please get a Woosa and some Mo Karma Bill Sola from The City That Reads? The City That Reads? What city reads? Hopefully all of them, but I was going to say, The City That Reads? Well, I guess so. All right, here we go. Woosa. You've got Mocom. $75 from Raham Trujillo, I think. Trujillo sounds about right. I would think so. Thanks for the media detoxification with a whole crap load of emojis there. Thank you, Raham. Jill Wood, $60.60, which is uh, clearly an episode donation. You know you'll be listed as such on the uh, credits. And Jill says, just wondering if Black Baby Jesus believes in Lent i wouldn't know uh, <laughs> vadi bacham clip was great to hear especially since he almost died recently Wait, which clip was that mo which one was that that, we
3: that was the cultural marxism clip. ah yes, uh, yes 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 did he yes. almost die i didn't know that I, I didn't know that as well maybe we need to send vadi some
2: karma <laughs> uh jill goes on to say my thoughts on why we can't make ends meet is because feminism doubled the workforce thereby increasing supply
3: god bless we we record we covered that in actually one of the earlier shows so yeah i, I stand by that 100 percent. me too that makes um, nothing but yeah. sense uh
2: josiah hendrickson also an episode uh, credit for josiah sixty sixty. here's a contribution to ending racism uh keep up the good work could i get a mo karma and a classic wusa for my family's health yes we'll do that for you right now
22: woosah wusa.
23: You've got
2: Mocom. $60 and episode donation credit for Chris Bailey. He did not send in the note, uh, but DH Slam of the God did. And, of course, he came in with our show club number donation, $60. Thank you very much. Dreb Scott, who does all of the uh, image artwork for this show, please. Um, we got a couple of apps now that are um that are, it's, really, it, it's really an expansion of the experience. If you go to newpodcastapp.com, I like Podfriend, but there's a whole bunch of different ones there. Uh, you, you can search the transcript, which is really handy. Um, it has uh, chapters. If you're looking for a particular part in the show, it has cool images. And uh, probably by this time next week, uh, you'll be able to stream um, Bitcoin in real time to the show with our value for value model uh, which is a whole different thing we got to talk about, but not today. Uh, so Dreb Scott yeah. is deeply yeah. involved with this, and he supports the show. He is truly, uh, truly a, a producer. Anonymous, he says, from Dreb Scott. Well, that's his pseudonym. Uh, happy ponemo. <laughs> uh listener and supporter. That would be Podcasting 2.0, No Agenda, Mo Facts. Keep up the amazing work. I'm learning so much and can't get enough. Stay woke, says Dreb. Rory Bernard, sixty dollars. Mo and Adam Ronimo listener from first time donor. So please, d de deadbeat me.
5: Congratulations, you're no longer a
2: deadbeat. And he says, please put my donation towards GBG, give blacks guns. I'd really appreciate the converse. I really appreciate the conversation. Love the perspective I gain from listening to the podcast. It's truly mind blowing. For me too, Roy. Uh, I'd like to call out Chris Green in OKC as a deadbeat. Uh oh. Ew,
6: you're
2: a
5: deadbeat. <laughs> Can I get a mm,
2: WooSa mm, mm-hmm. Mo Karma. Also, may I have a biscuit on my birthday? They
12: always give me a biscuit on my birthday. <laughs> Which
2: was the first of March. Sorry, we're a little bit late. Keep up the excellent content. The rationale and knowledge is so valuable. Cheers, says Rory. And here you go. Oh, throwing <laughs> <It's> a goat. <laughs> it's a goat WooSa. You've got Mo Karma. Uh, now we have let's see another episode donation from a cult fan um ah, cult fans all over the place i've seen him posting everywhere or her we don't even mm-hmm. know 60 bucks megan markle was in fringe fringe was that another series yeah it was another one i didn't see 22 is a power number nine is a master number 11 is like 22 and 33 and nine is similar to seven more to come but that's a start hey mo (laughs) give brits (laughs) guns hello adam go podcasting (laughs) 2.0 i didn't have my mic drop i'm sorry uh putney swope by robert downey jr senior is the 33rd eclipse edition by criterion collection the programming oh the programming purple is the highest spectrum color in the frequency of the waveform and wearing a mask is like watching from the corner This is good shit here. This is also pertinent, that purple. Uh, I'm up to episode Uh 20 of MoFax, and I'm caught up from 39 to 60, counting the show as we hear it now, so 21 through 39 is what I have left to catch up on. Okay, I get it. I'll be a baronet soon and no agenda. I'm about a third of the way to whatever knighthood here is. I propose a challenge coin from MoFax listener to knighthood, but that's just for consideration. We actually have an idea for that. It's it's better. It's good. It's better than that uh i'm a libra sun born on the equinox one of the four most powerful times of the year libra is ruled by venus which is the 17 tarot card the star card aka the morning card my moon is the same moon that caused the great american eclipse you want to be become able to read the symbols fluently as part of your evolution i agree with that i have all four royal stars in my chart too fear is a mind killer the 2 oldest sciences in the world are astronomy and arithmetic. All MoFax listeners who want a basic chart read for yourself can reach out to my friend S.J. Anderson, the best astrologer of our time. Purchase the Trivium and Quadrivium book collections by Wooden Books by Dr. Jason Martineau et al. I made a bad robot daycare when I released the first album. I made I made history. A bad robot daycare when I released the first album EP in the new age of air triplicities. Holy crap. The final album, as well as the last earth triplicity, which shifted during the Jupiter-Saturn conjunction. It's literally the first album, the John C. version, a.k.a. the Japanese version for the next few hundred years. Whoo! Shout out to my brofinite Branley P. Johnson and all the No Agenda Mo Facts podcasting 2.0 fam. Remember, Markle is in fringe. Look at the details. Pay attention to everything. Mike lands with the delicate sound of thunder. Sir Sir Nathan Lee <laughs> Miller Foster chaotic good night of the White Lodge, Blue Orchid of the Good, uh, Goldheart Mountaintop, Queen Directory, Elfstone, and Bearer of the Sword, Reforg.
3: Put that on a business card. That's right. That's right. <laughs>
2: Thank you, a cult fan. Uh Nathaniel Pope, no note, but he will receive the $60 uh, show donation credit, as will Morgon uh, Murray, uh, who just says, hey, value for value. Harvey Smith, $60, I've donated before but never been dead-beated. D-dead-beated. Here we go.
5: Congratulations. You're no longer... A deadbeat.
2: Romana, Romina Palmer 5310. My husband and I love your show. Love, love, love your show. I have to take the credit here for introducing the show to my husband. Of course, it's, it's always how it goes. I found out about actually it's the opposite of how it goes, isn't it? I think husbands yes, usually exactly force right. wives force <laughs> wives to listen to something in the car. Uh, I found out about you guys from a friend about six months back, and I've been hooked ever since. Just a little backstory. My husband is not into politics or podcasts at all. Oh, here it is. Well, we took a little road trip this weekend from uh, Central California to the Los Angeles area, and I put on Trapper's Delight, since he's a big hip-hop fan, and it hooked him. By the end of the weekend, he was telling our friends about the show, telling them they got to listen. And on the road trip, he kept pausing the hip-hop songs he's listened to for years, saying, that's, that, that's what Mo was talking about. Mo got all the facts. <laughs> we also listened to you guys all the way back home. A husband specifically loved the episode where it's related to music. He says he's got to get a Mo karma and a D-Dead beating. We said 55 for episode 55, because that's the one that got him hooked. Thank you very much, guys. You bet we'll D-Dead beat your man.
5: Congratulations. You're no longer a deadbeat. <laughs> wow. You've got MoCom. 5150.
2: We know what that's called. I would like for. to say
3: one thing. Let me say one thing before you continue on. Fellas, I think the ladies are doing more work than you guys. <laughs> you you see it? I'm just I, I'm just gonna say that. Alright, continue on. <laughs>
2: Ladies be doing the work, exactly. Todd Tarson comes in with 5150. We know what that's code for. Off to the asylum you go. The rabbit holes appeal to my curiosity. Incredible work. Woosah, please. Of course we got to you a woosa, man. No problem. Oops. No, here's your There's a... Hey, Where's my big woosa? There it is. Big Woosa Woosa. Lindsay Heitman, ah, DC girl, $50. She says she loves us both. We love you too, DC girl. Douglas Mook, $50, thank you. Michael Bartolomo, can you believe it? There's no biscuit emoji, he says, (laughs) $50. That is, there's no biscuit emoji anywhere? We need to get that resolved. That that has to be resolved. Steve Marchi, $50, keep hitting these fucks in the mouth. They can't mute us all, says Steve. Thank you, Steve. By the way, these are all our uh, executive associate producers, as is David Kang with $50. Mo and Adam, I apologize. I didn't clarify which Black Panther movie I referred to in my last donation. Ah, yes. Uh, But definitely was referring to the Disney Marvel Black Panther movie. I was excited Mm -hmm. to hear Mo starting to deconstruct the meanings in that movie, but never caught the CIA connection. So consider this a down payment toward that episode. Also, are you both familiar with Arnie uh, J's Arnie J? Is it Arnie J? Arnaz J. No, yes. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I, yes. He says he sent you a clip. Um, so you've probably heard that. This is- I
3: didn't get the clip this time. Sorry about that. We'll play it on okay. the next show. Sorry about that.
2: Uh, This in reference to the feelings that Africans have towards African-Americans. Okay, that is something to to listen to. And your conversations throughout all of these episodes reminded me of this particular bit. Good. Uh, Thanks for all the work you do, David Kang. Thank you for being a producer of episode uh, 60 there, David. Uh, Thank you for all the mind exercises, says William Taylor. Can I get a Mo Karma? You sure can. (laughs) You've got Mo Karma. Kasim Green says respect. He is the hood genius. Thank you. Chef Elvis Rosenberg, always in the list. Uh, Associate Executive Producer, $50. Thank you, Chef. He wants his cancel cannon. We got it. (laughs) John Nutchel, Nutchel, N-O-E-C-H-E-L, $50. He says, this is for the podcast. Thank you. Um, We just want it to be the value for the value of the podcast, and we appreciate that. Kendall Strayan. Uh, oh, actually, that was that there. was our last one. That yeah. was our last yeah. uh, associate executive producer. So we'll continue that uh, near, uh, well, the second part of the show. Again, thank you all for producing episode number 60 of MoFax with Adam Curry. Uh, if you'd like to participate, uh, all you need to do is go to MoFax.com. Or if you want to go straight to the donation page, it's MoFundMe.com. M-O-E-F-U-N-D-M-E.com. And thanks again for producing episode 60 of MoFax with Adam Curry.
3: All right. So I guess we got to get back to the list of uh, shocking things we learned with the third shocking thing we learned. Feeling trapped. I wouldn't have been able
14: to because I myself was trapped.
5: Meghan and Harry were quick to shut down the narrative crafted by the media that blamed Markle for their withdrawal from royal life. She actually explained that she did everything in her power to make the family proud. We were doing the training behind the scenes because I just wanted to make them proud. Unfortunately, she received very little help in the process. Not only that, Harry shockingly revealed that while he may not have always realized it, he was trapped inside the institution long before he met Megan. All she did was help him to see a way out for himself. You were trapped? No, I didn't see a way out. When asked how we think Diana would have reacted to the way things unfolded, Harry expressed that while she wouldn't like how it happened, his mom's priority would have been the couple's happiness. All she'd ever
14: want is for us to be happy.
3: Okay. Well, there's three things we (laughs) got to cover (laughs) there. Okay. All right, go. Let me set them up and then you can knock them down. First thing is uh, Megan being committed to uh, taking on the role of uh, princess. Or, uh, Harry's wife. I'm not sure. Uh, Duchess of Sus- uh, Sussex. Sussex. Mm-hmm. Sussex. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. And then, uh, two, uh, Harry being trapped. Why would he feel trapped? And three, the conjuring of, uh, Princess Die. So, th- yeah. I, I, I can take two. Why don't you start with number one? Okay. Number one is, Let's examine if she really embraced being the queen or not. With uh if you got anything to say, you can then we can go right in sixteen.
9: Lizzie, when you read those stories in, in the papers, and as you say you do, and then the, the stories about her being controlling and coming in and trying to shake things up, did you get any sense that that is perhaps what she may be capable of doing? Do you believe any of those stories that you're reading? Or do you think it is well, uh, the difference between, say, the American way about going about things and the, and the British way? Yeah. Well, yeah, there is a bit of that. And I think she, she was a Hollywood actress. You know, she was known as an actress. And Shoby's life is very different to being a royal. And I think... That, trying to have that transgression, I think it was very difficult for her to be honest. And it is reported that a lot of staff have gone, but I just think Meghan wants to do things her way. Even the birth, she didn't want the Queen's doctors, she wanted her own people in. Mm. And um, mm-hmm. you know, she does things the way she wants to do them, she won't be told. Yeah. So, you know, but Harry's our most popular royal there is, you know, and I, I just think they, they really want to do things their way, and Harry's very, very protective of her. Mm. Um, but, yeah, she has a f- rubbed a few noses up the wrong way, I, I will be honest. But I-, I do just think she's a very strong personality. Mm. And she's awful, you know, she's a real women's liver. You know, she yeah. really sticks up mm. for women. Um, and I just take my hat off to her. I think she's amazing. Yeah.
2: yeah. Okay. One and two, I'll just take them together just to tell you okay. what my experience is. Um, so I know if, when talk about white supremacy in uh, in Europe... Uh, again, uh, I know the king and queen, uh, and he was prince for a long time. And by the way, he was known as Prince Pils, which is basically Prince Beer, because that guy was just a just drinking beer everywhere. And you know, he he had this this fantastic uh, wedding, a uh, marriage to uh, an Argentinian beauty. So all this stuff is still arranged. It's all it's all very very classic. But I knew mm-hmm. uh, a couple of the the other princes who were fifth or sixth or seventh or eighth in line. And um, those guys, when they get together, they because they're all on on allowance, every single one of them. And they'd be like comparing Rolexes and stuff like that. But they're all really, really careful not to piss off the wrong people within the family. And so I also know or I certainly uh, in one example is incredibly rich family. I was invited to their dad's uh, 65th birthday or something like that. And you know, I was like, ah oh, what the hell I'll go take a look. And this was one one of those, you know, wealthy, you know, white supreme families where father rules like a crazy dictator. And and you have to imagine half of the 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 kids who came to the party flew in on a private jet from a week in ibiza um you know they had a, a huge yacht that they rented they're all hand, they're still stoned you know they got you know their their beach beads and their braids and the you know pinky fingernail and julio iglesias was singing and at, at a certain point you know iglesias was singing and one of his kids i don't know what they did And he got up during this song and and I was at the same table and he's yelling, he's telling the fuck off and get the hell out. And it's like as if he's the only person in the world. And these kids are so afraid. They What, you want to talk to your dad? You got to schedule an appointment with him. If he calls one of them on their cell phone, they look at it, they're like terrorized in fear. Oh my God, what did I do wrong? So to be trapped in that, with all the trappings of money, um, but of course that is, it is a, a golden cage. It's completely believable that Harry was in that situation.
3: Well, it's deeper than that with Harry and we're going to get into that. I mean, everything you said is true, but there's probably more reasons why he will feel the, the word trapped. Oh, I'm sure. And uh, a more, in a more literal sense. Um, but, As you said, these families are supremely uh, patriarchal as well.
2: Patriarchal, Um, yes.
3: Yeah, so I don't think people understand that. I think people see the queen and they think that she's the head of power, which she is, but she still subscribes to maybe what her father taught her and what, you know, it's very, whatever the culture was set by the men, they still uh, adhere to it. And so when you have a. so I'll
2: give you one more example. I was at a. Mm A, f- a friend's house and he was a very successful, uh, brand designer in the UK. And he's very, he's multimillionaire. Uh, but his father was cooking that night. And, you know, again, one of these, uh, patriarchal, very wealthy families. Um, and you know, so whatever I, I liked him, like, yeah, let's hear it for the chef. And everyone looked at me like, are you out of your fucking mind?
3: <laughs> and, Why so? Because you don't do that. Also, oh, it's a class. I mean, and, and I think people don't really get that in America. No, that it's no. not about money. We equate money with class. Like the more money you have, you can socially. I mean, I'm saying, sin socially uh, in class. The class system. Where over there. You, whatever class you're born into It's a caste system. Absolutely. Whatever, no matter how much money you get, Absolutely. you're sucking that. Yep. Yeah. Uh, which is illustrated in Downtown Abbey, which I don't watch it, but I watched the oh, making I've, of it I've one time. Watched and, all of them. I watched all of yeah. Downtown Abbey. Sure. And you can't. Certain people can't touch certain people. It might be reasons for that. It might be be reasons for that. uh, that.
2: Yeah, because you turn (laughs) to stone. Is that what you're saying? (laughs) Uh, Maybe, maybe.
3: Uh, But um, I'll say this about the patriarchal thing. It's more like we preview with Charles Rhodes. Uh, and yes. from uh, with from uh, billions, billions yeah,
24: yeah, yeah, that
3: he his son was a grown man. I mean, in his fifties, maybe,
20: they and he, he like, still like dictated the,
3: yeah. to his son, yes, um, what his uh, what he felt was necessary. And this is what a part big part of the thing about lineage is: the father is like, what's best for the family and I'm carrying on to my seed, yeah. Um, and then you have megan Markle come in, and she's a I think she called her women's liber, yeah, which women's if you liver. translate that. From uh uh from Britain to American, that's a feminist. So, I yes, mean, that's what women, she's saying. Yes, she's feminist,
2: a, pain in the ass uh, is
0: what it
3: means. Yeah. Yes, Well, so yeah, and she's like, that's not gonna, that's gonna, gonna culturally fly. clash. Yeah. So, that, so I think that's just we kind of addressed that she wasn't compliant with the patriarchal system, right? Uh, and it's de- it goes deeper from that, um, uh, which we'll get into. But back to the trap topic, um, well. I'm just going to gonna lay out a, a, a scenario a hypothesis. There's a lot of rumors sur- surrounding, swirling around. Who's Prince Harry's father? Right. What happened to his mother? Why did it happen to his mother? And just say we take all those things to be true. Okay. Prince Harry could legitly say he's trapped. Uh, he has no ties. If we say we're just going to believe what's been reported in mainstream news. We're not, you know, uh, Say he's not. Well, Prince Charles is not his father. Okay, so right. he has no ties to his family anymore, with his mother being gone. Okay, supposedly or allegedly, your grandmother may had happens had something to do with that. So now that gives you a uh, motive or feelings to be trapped by a family that took your mother out. Yeah. You know. <laughs> uh, and then th- thirdly, why they take your mother? We just if we believe the conspiracy theories, right? Thirdly. Because she was pregnant with your brother or sister. Ah. You factor all those three things together. Yeah. Yeah. Why not want to see the throne burn? Yeah. So, Trap, he might have been talking in in literal terms. And now, to support everything I've said, we'll go back to some mainstream clips to lay out each one of these three uh, conspiracies that I've touched on. Uh let's get into uh james hewitt one a royal headline
19: princess diana's former flame james hewitt speaking out now about a rumor circulating for decades that he is prince harry's biological father abc's lama hassan is in
16: london with the details good morning to you lama And good morning to you, Larry. Yeah, for years it was the rumor that set tongues wagging. Was James Hewitt Prince Harry's real father? Well, now Hewitt going on camera and opening up to Australia's Channel 7 emphatically denies those claims. James Hewitt was the dashing army officer who met his princess in 1986, igniting a five-year love affair.
4: This was a serious relationship. It wasn't just a fling. A lot of people describing him as the cad, the one who, who broke all the rules, but actually he probably helped keep Dinah sane during that very difficult time.
16: The relationship so serious for decades, some speculated Hewitt was Harry's dad. A rumor fueled by what some say is their apparent likeness. Asked point blank if he was Prince Harry's father, categorically denying the claim. No, I'm not. So why did the rumor mill go into overdrive and for so long?
7: It sells papers.
8: That's heartbreaking for you, for him.
25: It's worse for him, probably.
8: <laughs> we,
3: we've seen the likeness. Oh, if yeah. If I was a Batman. Oh, yeah. If <laughs> I was a Batman. Please. Yeah. I'm... I will put my money on that Charles is not his father. Also, so I'm not going to say I'm I know who is his father, well,
2: but Well just as a as a side note, you know, yes. when Harry says, you know, uh I haven't talked to my dad or he's he stopped taking my calls, he didn't say it was Prince Charles. He did not. I'm just saying, he said my dad, my father. Just and saying.
3: Well well people may say, well why didn't James Hewitt step up and uh, and, and say, you know, that is his son? did you see what happened to his mom i mean exactly. like, uh, <laughs> it's like that would be a clue to <laughs> shut up yes right so i'm just laying out what i'm not digging in any tabloids this is american news abc reporting this so and like i said where anybody wants to stop and not stop the show but take a quick look and search and look at the comparison between james hewitt and uh Prince Harry, oh, and maybe we can have that pop up in podcast yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be right there. I already put it in the show notes. You bet. I
3: had to how to do a shameless plug-up. It's on your know.
2: screen <laughs> right now, ladies and gentlemen. Look, it can even be on your watch or in your car.
3: Yep, so if Maury was doing this show, you, who's the father? <laughs> um uh, so let's get into more with James Hewitt in part two. Poor chap
16: candid interview taking place 20 years since the princess tragically died in a car crash in Paris. 20 years on, the former army officer admitting he still struggles to open up about the people's princess, saying, I think she was quite easy to fall in love with, really, so I think I can be forgiven for that. The two calling it quits, ending their secret love affair after it became public, leaving an emotional legacy for her sons
4: shows to them that they've got to find love and and try to make it work. And that's exactly what Prince William has done and Prince Harry with Meghan Markle.
16: And it is clear that Diana's boys are doing just that. Following love, Prince William obviously with Kate and now Prince Harry dating Meghan Markle. The bookies are so sure that an engagement is happening this year they've stopped taking bets. Lara?
0: Oh, we're
16: all betting here. Thank you so much, Lama.
3: <laughs> uh, yes. So Princess Di was so easy to fall in love with. Yeah, well, yeah. Could she be using glamour magic? Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm just saying. Hey, I'm asking here. I, I, but we, yeah, like I said, James Hewitt. If I was a betting man, I'm saying Charles is not his father. I'm yeah. not saying who is his father, but if that's the case, then he's trapped in a family that's not his own. Uh, besides his brother i mean that's the only uh exactly yeah uh blood tie that he has to that family uh and and if all of all things played out like i like the media has stated or possibilities, you can understand his uh feeling of being trapped and not only trapped but uh animosity towards the towards the throne right uh okay let's see it's all a good point okay now let's get into how his mother uh passed away ...the
13: shocking allegations about Princess
26: Diana's death. Authorities now reviewing the new and sensational claim that she was actually murdered by the British government. ABC's chief legal affairs anchor here with more on that, Dan Abrams. And, Dan, talk
27: about a conspiracy right? Oh, yeah. Yes. Look, this
28: may be the most thoroughly investigated car crash ever. But when you're talking about the death of Princess Diana, it seems some will never accept the official finding. After all, attributing her death to negligence, mistakes, bad behavior isn't nearly as tantalizing as a claim. Of murder. It seemed like a terrible accident was officially ruled just that, an accident caused by, among other things, the gross negligence of driver Henri Paul. But now Scotland Yard is looking into a new claim that Princess Diana and her boyfriend Dodi Fayed were actually murdered by British special forces 16 years ago this month. Whenever you bring in stories about special forces personnel, then then, uh,
17: immediately you've got the prospect of of a red hot story.
28: The allegation came in the form of a letter during a court martial of sergeant Danny Nightingale a British special air service sniper convicted of illegal gun possession the letter alleged that a fellow special op soldier told his wife their unit orchestrated the princess's death and cover up yeah i'm mean, gosh there's so, there's so much around this
3: story i mean you... a lot of hearsay a yeah. lot of hearsay in this story but why is i think this abc or cbs reporting this You got to ask yourself, I mean, of all the things, just think about how we think of media now.
2: Well, it it can only be
3: related to Disney. Yeah. So I'm just saying, why, why, why bring it up? If it's not any credence to the story, you know, um, well,
2: this is my personal, um, my personal belief is that every little girl in the world, probably almost. Uh, receives this MK Ultra programming from a very early age, with Cinderella, yes, with the uh, mm-hmm. you know the 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 frog and the princess, princess and the frog. Yep. Um, um, and Megan even herself referred to the Little Mermaid. Uh,
3: Which where, I would say this that was a drop of the ball. She should have said uh, the princess and the frog, but well, but that makes or, Harry was, a it? Frog. or was it
2: <laughs> no? Because when she said, "Oh, I lost my voice." um mm-hmm. so so you know that comparison and these fairy tales are around for a reason they are and and <coughs> they and, are and it really only it only hit me when she said little mermaid i'm like oh my god i remember my my daughter when she was young and she had a vcr tv combo and one and every night mm-hmm. she had to go to sleep with uh ariel She's Ariel. Okay, Ariel. And then she'd fall asleep and I'd walk in and I'd turn off the 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 recorder and she'd wake up. No, 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 put it back on. I want Ariel. Every night she went to sleep with that. I was stupid. I was letting me program MK Ultra. Yes.
3: And I'm I'm guilty of it too. Mm -hmm. Um when the first Tiana uh that was the black princess and princess and the frog, when that first came about. Man, my wife went to like three or four stores looking for the doll. Yeah. And then we got the doll from my oldest daughter, um I think she was, yeah, about that time. And when I saw the movie, I'm like, "Hold on here." You know what I'm saying? Cuz I'm like, "Why is the princess only a princess for 80% or 80 to 90% of the movie?" I mean, uh, excuse me, uh why is she a frog for 80 or 90% of the movie? The first black princess, she's a frog for the majority of the movie. What what in the shenanigans going on here? And who is this racially ambiguous man that she's uh, pursuing? Um yeah. And it's complete pro- I, I'm going to do a yeah, we're going to have to do a deep dive into oh, we, that. Yeah, and I might to. have something special for people. Yeah. Oh, but yes. Yeah. yeah, uh no father. Uh, the father passed away. Um uh, yeah. So i um, it was Disney was on some bull crap with that one, but okay. um <laughs> So yeah, so we go back to uh Princess Di and how she passed away. And like I said, I'm just linked. These are major news uh, outlets reporting these so-called conspiracies. And the question is, is this to get the hands off the blood off the hands of the British media? Because that's who was blamed, right? It was the yes. paparazzi, you know. Yep. It, yep. So maybe they're like, you run this story to make it, you know, put, put it back on the British special forces, you know, and get it off of us. So some funny business went on there. I don't know how it happened. I can I have a theory of why it happened because since these people are so patriarchal, they can't have a brown man
2: yeah, it was doty was the problem yeah uh, you know.
3: right well, and it matters because in the difference between Meghan Markle who you're saying is is brown uh quote unquote black her having a son or a daughter, those children are still white. By the belief of race, race is passed down from the father. Right, you know, patriarchal. You, you are you, your father's child. Um, where there's no concern with the Marcos, because the child will still be Prince Harry's children. Um, Dodi Fayed <laughs> is another st- situation. Well, there's also now a,
2: the father a, a, Muslim, is a Muslim element to it.
3: Well, and a person, the color element to yeah. it. I mean, if they're yeah. worried about you know the shades of babies, that would definitely that be would, a
2: that, that would <laughs> change it. Right, 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 right.
3: Yeah. Just doing doing a uh, put it in perspective there. So I guess we can get to the second uh, special forces
10: clip. They had a team of people over there on motorbikes, uh, designing, planning the whole operation, racing with cars, etc. So the car would be driven down at speed, driven by motorbikes to get them the high speed, driven into the tunnel, and the strobe light then would be used to disorientate one Paul, to so lose control of the car.
28: A new book said to be published next week by author Alan Power also claims the British government had Diana killed because they saw her as a threat. The security services and the monarchy, the establishment, realized
10: there's a big danger living.
28: Power alleges the princess was pregnant and planning on marrying Fayed, and possibly preparing to leak embarrassing information about the prince. The problem? In 2008, after six months of reviewing every piece of evidence during a formal inquest into Diana's death, no evidence was found that she was pregnant or engaged or, of course, murdered. There was no Conspiracy to murder any occupants of that car. Buckingham Palace has not commented on the allegations, and Scotland Yard is choosing its words carefully, saying that this is not a reinvestigation, but that they are just scoping the new allegation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just scope just, just scoping it. Just <laughs> scoping yeah, it. So scoping it out. Scoping it
0: out.
3: And all this is pertinent to where we headed it uh back to the interview because <clears throat> what they when I said, uh, well, let's get first get to the point of Meghan Markle integrating to the to the throne. You heard her say that she's a real women's liber. Well, right. Meghan Markle has been a feminist since twelve years old. <laughs>
22: Okay. My name is Megan Markle, I'm 12 years old. Nick News. I hate my wimpy toilet bowl cleaner Commercials, they do say a lot of things that most people don't even notice. Mostly like laundry and dishwashing commercials.
29: The gloves are coming off. Women are fighting greasy pots and pans with ivory clear.
22: When we first saw the commercial, I knew something be done because i was furious
29: women are fighting greasy pots and pans
22: and i said wait a minute how could somebody say that i think i'll write a letter the president of procter and gamble procter and gamble company cincinnati ohio dear sir last week at my school we decided to watch the news for social studies while through the channels we saw commercial for the new ivory clear dishwashing liquid In the commercial, they said women are battling grease, meaning only women do dishes. When I heard this, the boys in my class started saying, yeah, that's where women belong, in the kitchen. I really don't think it was was very nice for the boys to say it. They knew it hurt my feelings. It makes me feel like they're going to grow up thinking that girls are less than them. You know, like, boys are better than girls. So I was wondering if you would be able to change your commercial to people all over
6: America. Thank you, Meghan Markle. Three months after Meghan wrote to the president of the company, Procter & Gamble changed the commercial.
2: I'd forgotten this story. and I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad you bring it up. Yep, now I, I do recall this now. Oh, because that's where I, I didn't even know she was an actress. I heard, oh, that's where she came from. But
3: even then, perhaps actress. You write the president a Pro- Procter and Gamble. Yeah, of course. And That's they said, what? "Oh, <laughs> well, there's a little girl? Did she?" <laughs> we wanted to change the soap uh, commercial. And he's like, "Yeah, sure, go for it." Yeah, it's called marketing. Okay. But honestly, I mean, if we're gonna go. If we we're already down the rabbit hole. So I mean, let's just go all the way. All right. If you have MK Ultra or MK Ultra esque. Uh, programming. These children, these programming. These children are programmed from an early age, and they're multi-talented. Uh, they're groomed, and I'm not saying that they set her up to be the princess one day. That's not the point I'm making. There are thousands of these children. Yeah, you're floating about, and if they're able to move up in sports or entertainment, you know, they have ways of manipulating. And they, we've seen this throughout history. Um, where um, celebrities have du- dual purposes. So I mean, it, I'm just not. This is not far fetched at all.
2: No, it's not. But holy crap! I'd never, you know, of course, I'd never really considered any of this stuff. I've other. I thought I had other things to do in my life until this damn Oprah interview, and then it became real serious.
3: And this is Nick News. I mean, this is this was on Nickelodeon News. Mm-hmm. So I mean, we we know about Nickelodeon, Disney, and the and the children in the you know child actress uh actor and actress farm they have there yeah and it, and it, and it goes by you know almost a program it's like they from 16 like 12 to 16 they're like children adolescents and then like as soon as they're 18 they flip into these sexualized uh commodities yeah. so i'm just saying i'm just just putting it out there <laughs> <laughs> i hear you man i hear you uh, yeah but i um, Very interesting stuff. So I'll bring that up to say, okay, we have the first black princess. Uh, She happens to bump into Harry on a blind date. This is the narrative. She happens to meet Harry on a blind date. And just so
8: happens to be a cousin as well. She's the American actor who won the heart of a prince. But when it comes to Meghan Markle, here are some interesting facts that you may not know. First up, Meghan and Harry are distant cousins. An investigation found that the couple share a 15th century ancestor, the High Sheriff of County Durham, Ralph Bowes. Next, Meghan is the first American to marry into the royal family in eight decades. The last American to join the British royal family was socialite Wallace Simpson in 1937. Did you know that Meghan is not her real name? Her full name is Rachel Meghan Markle, but she goes by her middle name as her stage name. And finally, this isn't Meghan's first marriage. The actor married film producer Trevor Engelson in September 2011 after seven years of dating. The couple split up in May 2013 and finalized their divorce in August of that same year.
3: Uh-huh. Yeah. So she shares so many similarities to the <clears throat> last Americans to marry into the, Mary, the uh, crown uh wallace simpson yes but i just before we go there let's just back up for a minute we're just talking about uh, this is where math has to come into it so you mean the first black princess works her way through social circles meets the prince and she happens to be related to him this is like the obama thing (laughs) like being (laughs) (laughs) yeah when you see these things crop up it's like do they have a small pool of people that they choose from <laughs> to say, you know, only these people can be? Uh, That's the most. That, to these yeah, heights,
2: yeah. That connection is so mind boggling.
3: Especially the fact that she's the real top to the throne, not him. If you want, if you want to, if you want to look,
2: if you want to look at it correctly, yeah, <laughs> you're right. Damn,
3: it's crazy. So Wallace Simpson, do you want to? Provide any uh, observations about her before we get into it? because there's so many similarities between her and Megan.
2: Oh well, uh, all I kept seeing on uh, on social media was the the absolute comparison to Wallace Simpson. Even the dress that she wore uh, was uh, was in some ways certainly the cut, but also the pattern was similar uh but yes. the whole idea of you know uh, of course this is what uh, the king's speech i think was this story which is a great movie yes that's a great movie and um you know it was like hey either you become the king uh and don't marry her or you uh, have to uh get out and you, yes. and you can't so, become the king
3: <clears throat> so just to give a little background on wallace simpson i have a little uh, background on oh, her good. Uh, good. wallace simpson another look at that woman
20: Bless the royal prince, Edward VIII, with long and happy years to reign over us. God save the king!
25: It's one of those stories we thought we knew all about, but maybe didn't. Here's how it used to go. American divorcee Wallace Warfield Simpson, a woman of high ambition and low morals, seduces Edward, Prince of Wales, heir to the British throne, who, in the months between being proclaimed king and being crowned, gives it all up for her. Edward VIII's abdication speech may be the most romantic resignation letter of all time.
20: I have found it impossible to carry the heavy burden of responsibility and to discharge my duties as king as I would wish to do without the help and support of the woman I love.
16: The greatest
25: love story of the 20th century. 75 years later, history is being rewritten. Sort of. First by Madonna in her latest attempt at filmmaking called W.E. for Wallace and Edward. Wallace, what's wrong?
22: Lunch for your brother and sister-in-law.
25: They all rather die, aren't they? They'll
22: never accept
3: me. Right. So, a lot of similarities there. <laughs> Y'all say. <laughs> American divorcee. Uh, she was labeled as a social climber as well. <coughs> And them getting together had huge implications uh, for him stepping down from the crown.
2: Yeah, and then we had one extra element, which was the the black element. The what? The black element. So it's all the same, but an an extra dimension added on there.
3: Yeah, and so it's very clear. So you got to ask yourself, so if it is the same, And Wallace Simpson has some nefarious associations that we'll hear in the next clip. Could Meghan Markle also have some nefarious um, associations as well? But let's listen. Let's find out about those associations in part
25: two. For Madonna, it's one of history's great romances that's never been told properly from Wallace Simpson's point of view.
12: I wanted to
16: understand what it was about her, what she possessed, what special qualities she had that would make a man give up the most powerful position in the world. I was trying to understand the essence of their relationship and, and is there any such thing as the greatest romance?
25: It's Wallace Simpson as romantic heroine.
14: Let's stop all this talk about marriage. It frightens me, and I can't see any good coming of
0: it. Why? Your family will never stand for it. The Prime Minister won't stand for it. Then
14: i
16: give up the throne.
0: And I will be the most despised
25: woman in the world.
16: I just couldn't believe that any one woman could be
15: all the awful things that Wallace was accused of being.
25: And there's another rewrite of history about that woman in this new book by Anne Seba. Nazi, whore, prostitute, spy, maybe some, not all, wasn't possible. The reaction to the Simpson affair, this theory goes, was just an excuse to swap Edward for his more user-friendly brother, who became George VI, now considered to have been a very successful wartime king. One of the currently held views is that uh, distasteful, though she was seen to be at the time, that, in fact, she, at a very critical time in history, saved Britain from having the wrong king uh, by, by creating the necessity for him to, to abdicate.
0: Hmm. That's, <laughs>
25: well, it doesn't quite fit in, in this
2: case. Which one? Well, that uh, that she she wasn't removing Harry from the bunch because he would be the, he would be the wrong king. So that part is not
3: is not there. Well, it's it's in reverse. Yeah. I I'll, I'll say that okay, let me lay out my theory. All right, <laughs> so, yeah, please this, do. So those people can see where I'm going. Please do. I'm not saying that Meghan Markle was intentionally put in to the circle. I mean, uh well, I'll say she showed up on the scene and she had aspirations of getting in the social circle of Britain and and the celebrities. That was her goal. And I think just by chance she met a few people was able to leverage that into getting in the circle uh, with Harry via uh, first her relationship with Lizzie and then with uh, Pierce. Mm -hmm. She got in that circle and people like holy smokes. I know her maybe we can uh activate her yeah well if
2: activate it, her she's a, she, uh, growing up in america as a princess having all that uh, that training the activation must actually this is pretty good if we figure out how they activated her we can activate any woman
3: yeah so where her activation was to uh basically affect make uh harry want to leave right you know using her special skills which we've laid out as her her glamour quote-unquote yes supremely attractive (laughs) i mean just by the numbers yeah (laughs) just by the numbers she's but let's say uh okay so they got in and i think the queen was in a bad spot because i'm sure she didn't want her to him to marry uh megan for several different reasons one could of course, race, too, that she was an actress. And you know how they feel about actresses. Yep. Um, it's, she's not royalty. But they were put in a bad spot because, like, if we come out and say no to her and him now. It'll be
2: played as race right away.
3: Right. Mm-hmm. So let's use this in our advantage to bring in, you know, uh, a more culturally friendly aspect to the crown.
2: Which is in you know, in light of uh, well, there's two things I wanted to say. Maybe jumping the gun a bit go, here. Go, no, 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 is, go ahead. go ahead. So uh, when we had the the Black Lives Matter Inc. riots uh, and peaceful protests uh, mm-hmm. in the summer here, they also took place in Europe, uh, and yes. and they they were called BLM. And so Amsterdam had BLM, uh, in London there was BLM. Uh, this has been bubbling up. Now the only other thing I wanted to throw in the mix, which I realize, and I don't know if you've even thought about this the okay. training because I've also had a little bit of mk ultra training but I think this is okay. this is universal most recently because there's been you know look there's been a lot of different royalty shows a ton of them it's almost like when you when you get um before the first moon launch the first moon mission There were so many movies about going to space and advertising was about going to space and and everything, you know, hey, it's the new toothpaste and tang, you know, the 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 astronauts use it. Everything was was rocket oriented. What I realized the other day, and it wasn't until I was sitting with my good friend Mark, who's a a a documentarian, and we were Mm -hmm. talking about the Bridgertons. And I really like the Bridgertons. And he says, I have a Mm -hmm. real problem with that. I said, what? Historically, it's just incorrect. He's, and of course, he's coming at it from a from what he considers to be a true historical perspective. There were no right. black earls. There were no black dukes. And then it kind of mm-hmm. hit me in this context. It's like, in fact, it's it's not even a discussion. Nowhere have you seen. Oh my God! They, the duke is black. That's wrong. So it's so familiar. I think to the U.S. audience for sure. Maybe others. That it's kind of jarring when you think, "Oh shit, wait!" The, the royal families actually kind of don't want that, and it, it, you know what I mean. It's a, it's a, it's a brain twister.
3: Well, we saw that with Hamilton, the same thing. Same thing, if they, yeah, they yeah, yeah, yeah. Re- history, Hamilton, yes. and we, yeah, we saw the same thing with the uh, Madonna. Yeah, top, top, top witch. Yeah, for like a better word. <laughs> what did she say? I'm, I'm rewriting history. Oh yeah. So, yeah, we're having a massive rewrite in history and Netflix is one of these big companies yep. that's for this, that they're just rewriting everything we know. And of course, we're old enough to know how the story actually went. Um, and But for younger people, it's like, well, Netflix would make a movie that wasn't right. No, I mean, it wasn't true. It's ba- no, they based on that. a true story. Yeah, of course. You know what I mean? <laughs> Gosh, yeah. uh-huh. So, w- where are we at? So, we got them cousins. We know who Wallace Simpson is. So, I'll say... Megan was sent in, just to finish my theory. Megan was sent in uh with the hopes of causing chaos. I mean, the same thing Walter Simpson was there for. Now the outcome is still to, to be determined, but I'm not the only one that had the uh thought that uh that Megan Markle could be sent in for nefarious reasons.
4: Welcome back to the show. Uh, how you doing? How's the fam? Everybody good? I'm Tickety Boo. Yeah you, are, yeah, you are Tickety Boo. I mean, I know this is a very exciting stuff. I want to talk to you about uh, uh, Solo, uh, but I also want to, uh, this is a very exciting event happening in your home country. Wow, wow, wow. The Royal Wedding. Woo! Oh, yeah, I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> i you talking about, why, why are you
29: not going to not into it? Not, I, you Come know,
14: on. I'm sure they're lovely kids and everything, but I'm sort of bored of the medieval procession that costs $40 million to Taxpayers. Yeah, you know. And by the way, you got rid of it in 176. Yes. And so you're sitting here from this lovely republic, kind of, you know, going, isn't it cute? It's not cute. It's 40 million dollars. <laughs> 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 and, and, and by the way, I think that Meghan Markle might be a sleeper agent ah. for the U.S. government.
1: <laughs> now you're making me really want to tune in
14: now this is exciting <laughs> damn it it's backfiring and, <laughs> and like the dad doing the photos thing i think it's a, like a you know it's oh, like yeah. a false flag event
4: i think the cia damn. is involved
14: everybody i think like Piers morgan's involved
4: oh, you're ruining the whole thing for me now yeah please stop uh.
3: wow who's this paul baby bait me. Uh I think he plays in the new Amazon series and he played in the uh Oh uh, he was in um uh, the, uh, the, uh, the 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 Avengers movie. Avengers, he was yes. the he was the manifestation of the basically the algorithm. I forget his name he had the stone in the middle of his head. Uh but anyway, <laughs> yeah. Pierce Morgan's involved, wow. the CIA's involved. That's crazy. I love that. And you know what? I did this in and, and this is just a tidbit when I did this show, uh, I had this clip in the original uh, live I did on this, and I had it earmarked and bookmarked. And what happened was, when I was doing my live, the link was taken down. Ah. okay. So I had to actually go back, post, and you know, and post a uh, a new link to this. Yeah, they were scrubbing this everywhere. So <laughs> wow. wow.
2: And this was uh, how long ago? It was probably around when we were just started doing the show, right? Wasn't that... Didn't that come yeah, so around that time? Yeah,
3: so probably
2: 2008, uh, 19, 2019.
3: Yeah, early 19, 2019. Yeah, wow. Okay. Yeah. But for him to say that, I was like, Pierce Morgan... Because they didn't even dawn on me when he said Pierce Morgan. I thought he was being, you know... Like a joke, facetious. Like, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> as I did my investigation damn oh no pierce morgan is involved thank you for that confirmation
2: so what is this paul was this just a lucky guess by this guy
3: <laughs> what a hell of a guess yeah what a yeah
2: now he's he's a no slouch I, I, man I, He's I, he's been around he's done a lot of different stuff
3: yeah so i'm just gonna i'm just gonna put that out there and go on national tv and say that Yep, uh, and I think he came like you said. He would be a Republican, right? Because you heard him saying the crown wasting money. You mean Is the, that the, 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 Br- the British,
2: the British version of Republican? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh, exactly. the British, yes, yeah, exactly.
3: And it, and that's very so. Typical. Why not throw that tidbit?
2: It's very typical. Why not throw
3: that tidbit out there? Yeah,
2: <laughs> might as well. Gosh, that's too funny. Okay, yeah. eyes on this guy.
3: Hmm. So, um. That's just about Harry being trapped. We we had to lay out his uh his background and maybe why he felt trapped, and you know and how Megan either you know maybe radicalized him in a way. So I mean, it, that is what it is. I think we can move on uh, to m- more new shocking things. I think this is the fourth shocking thing.
2: Oh, okay, I can't wait.
3: Their finances. Wait, hold hold up, wait a minute. Your family cut you. Okay, I just
2: need to stop right there yes when oprah does that that's acting she's a really good actress but all of those uh, those full-on shots of her like the surprise of what and hold on hold that is i've done so much of this phony tv crap that's when you've mm-hmm. already talked about it. You've already had the conversation. Okay, you'll bring that up? Yeah, I'll bring that up. And then you go, oh, this is why on no agenda, whenever we do something, we're always so honest on the show, it fails. We, we can't put up this act anymore. <laughs> but we used to be able to do it really easily. And that's what I believe this is right here
14: from Oprah.
15: Their finances. Yep. Wait, hold, hold up, wait a minute. Your family cut you off?
14: Yeah, in the first half, the first quarter of 2020.
18: In a
5: surprising revelation, Harry admitted that his family cut him off in 2020. In fact, it's largely thanks to the inheritance Diana left him that the couple has been able to start anew.
14: I think she saw it coming Mm. and I certainly felt her presence throughout this whole process.
5: Their biggest priority has understandably been making sure they can afford security, which is a big part of why they signed deals with streaming services.
14: From my perspective, all I needed was Enough money to be able to pay for security to keep my family safe.
5: In light of this, you might be wondering where Harry's relationship with his family currently stands. Interestingly, he describes his rapport with his grandmother as extremely positive. As for his dad, things are fraught, but he's hopeful that they will bounce back.
14: I will always love him. But there's a lot of hurt that's happened.
5: And while he and William are currently taking some space from one another, Harry was clear that he will always love his brother dearly. I love William to
14: bits. He's my brother. We've been through hell together and we have a shared experience.
3: Mm hmm. So he brought up his mother and the inheritance. So this is one of the things that people gave them no sympathy about. Like, bruh. (laughs) <laughs> like they cut you off i mean you don't want to do the job yeah you don't want to you know what I'm saying you don't want to play a role in the cartel so it's like you don't get paid i mean you want most people don't even get out of uh organized crime families that easy so i mean t- take <laughs> take it as it is
2: also most of these royal um these royal siblings they really, the, the idea that they all have security is really not that true so i'm just yeah. I'm just saying that that would be something that they wanted because they're living in Los Angeles, where a bunch of nut jobs live and have no respect for people uh yeah, yeah
3: okay. or maybe the Queen knows she's under attack and she knows that maybe she needs to do something about it, and Ooh. if you want to take it if you want to take it there uh yeah, well you mr Harry you false grandson of mine right. you might have to feel the pain and the reason why I say that the uh, Queen is under attack. This very interesting RT uh story came out about 3 I think a little while ago. It's not not too long, but I think they were laying the seeds on uh, the seeds of uh up th- up uh upending the throne. So, let's get into no transparency. Uh what does Queen Elizabeth have?
19: Britain's Queen Elizabeth is being accused of lobbying the government to hide her vast private wealth in a scheme that ran for decades. The revelations come from National Archive documents uncovered by the Guardian and date back to the 1970s. The Queen allegedly persuaded the government to make legal changes exempting firms used by heads of state from transparency procedures. The newspaper says she was then able to use a shell company to conceal her finances until at least 2011. The Queen exact fortune is still unknown, but is believed to run into hundreds of millions of pounds. According to the files, Buckingham Palace's legal team used an obscure procedure called Queen's Consent to get the changes through Parliament. It allows the monarch to see bills in advance and withhold approval if the content affects Crown interests. But Buckingham Palace rebuffed the allegations, claiming the use of Queen's Consent was standard practice. We spoke with former British Home Office Minister Norman Baker, who thinks the secrecy surrounding royal finances has no place in a democracy.
20: The royal finances are shrouded
17: in mystery quite Deliberately so, But what we do know is that they are hugely beneficial for the Queen and her family. And that's uh, both improper, um, it's an insult in the democracy in my view, but it's also one which is a danger to the royal family. Uh, the royal family would be well advised to amend these um, situations before they're forced to do so by Parliament. Yeah, I think these things are coming out
2: to light more and more. Um Mm-hmm. growing up in in the netherlands and living there and in and belgium and other royal family uh and in um in the uk i was always surprised that people always just said oh the royal." just they, you know we, we pay them we pay their salary we pay them 12 million pounds a year so they can live there but it's great for tourism it's all just kind of ceremonial and i always said do you do you really hear yourself you're going to tell me that, that we're looking at this little old lady, just as a ceremony, live in the biggest pad, in the best crib, in in London, right there in the middle, and uh, and this, she has no power. Said, I don't know. I always see the prime ministers going there to the to the Queen to say
3: please, please, please. Yeah, oh, everybody that- goes there, and say please, 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 except one person. You know who the Queen has to bow to, Adam? Uh, it will be the Church of England, the Pope. Yeah. When those two meet, <laughs> it's the queen that's bowing. Right. So I'm just saying, we've seen how the Pope's been moving lately. Yeah. So I honestly believe who I would think if I had to, once again, if I had there's a lot of speculation in the show. So, um, but we have to lay out the facts just to, I mean, to string them together. And if I had to guess, this is the faction that wants to push the one world government in a new way. The, the big tech, the the uh u.n Mm -hmm. uh the 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 church all of these people are on the same side yeah and it's like the only thing standing in our way is this pesky uh throne and if they can get rid of the queen bring in uh the parliament and then the parliament signs on to the uh the u.n i mean not the u.n but uh the eu excuse me i said u.n the eu Mm -hmm. then then everything's sold up
2: yeah it is well and then we also saw some other issues because we have canada we have australia new zealand all connected and and, and nuts yeah oh this is uh so in fact this was
3: actually an attack on the entire british empire this is exactly what it is and who would have that kind of pool i think it would be big tech i mean uh,
2: well big tech would be the tool uh for yeah the tool the that's agenda. what i mean the tool yeah yeah it'll yeah, yeah. be the tool yes
3: yes and then we always say with soros and those guys i mean we, we i don't want those soros in it but that ilk and we always say soros just drew the short straw but <laughs> you're the guy only, yeah he he's the face guy right it's like oh soros like not me but uh i think that's how it is is just that dr bill all those ilk. is like we have to get rid of this patriarchy we have to get rid of the queen. And what ba- what better way to do it is within the walls of uh uh Buckingham Palace.
2: And throw some race in there because we already got some troops on the ground
3: for BLM. That's the detonation point is, mm. is the race.
0: Mm,
2: yeah. Yeah, yeah.
3: So going back to Princess Doc, we talked about the William uh uh William Wallace uh I mean excuse me, Wallace, Wallace Simpson. dress. Yep. Yes, we talked. He heard him saying, oh, Princess Di was with, was with us through the whole process. That's conjuring. That's con- We talked about that with the say the name with the Black Lives Matter. Same mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. When you say dead people's name, it's a form of conjuring. So it's the same thing in here. And they take it one step further by wearing possessions of Princess Die.
18: A teaser for Oprah Winfrey's interview with Megan.
2: Oh, oh, my God. This is really weird, Mo. I just want to yes. mention this. Before I even played this clip, I noticed the Cartier love bracelet on her arm. And I didn't know it was... And I think that's the one that they're talking about. Yes. I... I noticed it and you know i noticed a lot of things about women's clothes and what they're wearing but something stuck in my mind because i've held that in my not that one but i've held these bracelets in my hand like oh look this is a cartier love it really mm-hmm. stuck out to me for some reason anyway that's just mm-hmm. me just uh, you, you gotta wonder sometimes is the subconscious rabbit hole just lurking deep inside of me all the
15: time
18: a teaser yeah. for oprah winfrey's interview with Meghan markle and prince harry aired sunday night during 60 minutes
15: almost unsurvivable sounds like there was a breaking point my biggest concern was history repeating itself you've said some pretty shocking things here
18: The promo for Oprah with Meghan and Harry, a CBS primetime special, also shows Oprah asking Meghan, quote, were you silent or were you silenced? Oprah also tells viewers that she wants to make it clear to everybody watching that no subject is off limits. As seen in the preview, Meghan and Harry will have individual interviews with Oprah, as well as a joint sit down. In a second preview, which also aired during the 60 Minutes broadcast, Harry says that he is relieved to have his wife to talk with because he couldn't begin to imagine what it must have been like for his late mother princess diana to have gone through this process by herself all those years ago. Harry says, quote, it has been unbelievably tough for the two of us, but at least we have each other. And during their interview, Meghan is wearing a special piece of jewelry, a bracelet that belonged to Diana. It's the same bracelet that was used to help craft Meghan's engagement ring. People has learned the couple wanted Meghan to wear the bracelet during the interview so Diana could be with them.
3: It's interesting. So, so, Diana could be with him, right? I felt like her presence was with us. Yeah, 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 yeah. it was her money. That I don't got us want through. history to repeat itself,
2: as if she knew it would be necessary.
3: But he's saying, "I don't want history to repeat itself." What is right. he implying there? Death. I don't want Megan to be killed. Mm-hmm.
2: You know, that's why you need security. You're so right, Mo.
3: Damn. <laughs> <laughs> and not only did they take her a jury, Meghan Markle borrowed something else.
21: Is Meghan Markle echoing Princess Diana's body language? The Duke and Duchess of Sussex are set to appear in a tell-all interview with Oprah in a special called CBS Presents Oprah with Harry and Meghan, which is set to air on Sunday, March 7th. And now a body language expert is speaking out to the Daily Mail, claiming that the former suit star has similar body language in the new teaser clips to Princess Diana's expressions in her now infamous interview with Martin Bashir back in 1995. Megan's very subtle mouth smile in response to Oprah's dramatic claims does throw up hints of Diana's interview back in the day. But while Diana's sadness was etched in her face, Megan's expressions looks far more enigmatic here, body language expert Judy James told the Daily Mail. Judy continued commenting about how the 39 year old looked Sphinx-like in the new clip. With the sinister sounding music swirling about their heads to build up the drama, Megan is presented as a silent movie star here with only a few meager crumbs of hints about her verbal and emotional input. Oprah is in full-on jaw-drop mode, though, using terms like silenced and unsurvivable, while Megan sits sphinx-like and beautiful, with only a head tilt and small swallow suggesting depth of emotion in terms of her responses, she told the publication. In another teaser clip, Harry speaks out about similarities between his late mother and his wife.
14: I can't begin to imagine what it must have been like for her going through this process by herself all those years ago because it has been unbelievably tough for the two of us but at least we had each other oh
2: yeah. uh, there's uh there's <laughs> that egyptian stuff you've been uh, been uh, piling on it me
3: speaks like mm-hmm. said it twice
2: mm-hmm. yes that's interesting because I, I, why would you even say that if i were Writing a script for that for that uh, particular news package, I would probably say statuesque or something like that. So the Sphinx, it's yep. yep. very interesting that they, that that came in.
3: But like I said, she borrowed the jewelry, she borrowed the body language, she borrowed the dress from Wallace Simpson. I want. That's why I didn't play this stuff. <laughs> Maybe this because whole is,
2: it, is it was, this whole thing is spell. You've got to have all these. It's like bringing in the 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 ward and the 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 sulfur and all these different pieces that she needed to bring in for this spell.
3: That's exactly right. That's exactly what it is. It's to what did it do? I mean, don't don't judge it on what I'm saying. Look at the the effectiveness of it. Yeah, it put the whole world in the uproar. Why? You heard what the lady said. The the music swirling above their heads as she set there stat- sphinx, sphinx like. <laughs> you know,
2: wait—that's that's another Disney thing. Hold on a second, uh, princess uh, sphinx. With I can just remember my own MK Ultra programming. Sphinx is princess. No, wasn't there a Disney
3: movie? Uh, I don't think they have an Egyptian Disney movie. I don't think so. I think the closest thing to have is uh, Aladdin. Right. uh, Not here nor there, but she was put into the role to play Diana, which Diana in itself is the name itself. (laughs) Right. No kidding.
0: No (laughs) kidding.
3: Has a cult and, I mean, yeah. And diamonds in itself have a cult and symbolism in itself. Uh, But yeah. So I think, I I, I strongly believe that all this was set up to, to conjure Princess Di William Willis put her in the situation. That way they could drop the next two biggest bombs. One being 31.
5: Meghan Markle's mental health. Almost unsurvivable
15: sounds like there was a breaking point.
5: Yeah, there was. In an extremely honest moment, Meghan Markle revealed how the hate and vitriol she was subjected to eventually took its toll. Her mental health began to suffer as a result, and she started experiencing thoughts about taking her own life. But I knew that if I didn't say it
6: that I would do it.
5: She described how she was denied when she went to a senior member of the institution for help. Similarly, Human Resources told her they couldn't do anything. Markle was scared, yet she was effectively ignored. She was luckily able to
6: confide in both Harry and a close friend of Diana's. Because it's like, who else could understand what's What it's actually like on the inside but it's
5: heartbreaking and infuriating to think that, according to Harry and Meghan, the system Markle was forced to depend on failed her.
14: I wanted to be there for her
5: there's no doubt that her vulnerability
6: and openness with Oprah in this segment helped many feel heard. It takes so much courage to admit that you need help mm-hmm. It takes so much courage to voice that
2: Wow, okay, so this uh, the, the way it, tina the keeper she's very uh-huh. good she's she understands how to how to sleuth out what's trending on twitter um mm-hmm. and she says oh my god they're tripping out over the victim over, over oh i'm such a victim i'm such a victim and that was within minutes you know so and of course that was one of the things that blew up as as the oh you horrible woke being the victim of everything so
3: yeah very well done and, and she put on the the black quote-unquote black Montra, she's just wearing it. She's just wearing it like, oh, I'm a victim of white supremacy, even though I married into the highest order of white supremacy. Oh, I'm such a victim, so much so I'm not. And like I said, I'm not poo pooing. Maybe she did have, but what I am saying is they put this show on to tap into that victimhood.
2: And oh, oh, and it's, I wanna... it scored right away. I mean, that was just phenomenal. Like uh,
3: hole in one. Well, with some, but not all, because who it didn't score well with? I mean, black men. We already knew what was up when the marriage first happened. Uh, two average, ordinary day black people like uh, you went and married to queens, son, grandson. What did you expect? <laughs> but with the strollers, with the women that want to go out and get plastic surgery because of Meghan Markle, with the women that suffer under the Disney mind print programming, uh, mind control programming. It hit home all the way. And, and and the wokes, it hit home with them as well. Big time. Uh, it's, one, it's one thing I want to bring up before we get to clip 32. It's this thing. It's, it's this uh, very, very popular uh, YouTube content creator called Kevin Samuels. And he brings up the point of manipulation women that women use. It's called sign language and its acronym. It stands for uh, shame, insult, guilt, and need to be right and this is kind of how she conjured up this spell of you know uh, guilt like oh uh, they tried to kill me that kind of thing mm-hmm. um, well in the black church <laughs> well in certain segments of the black church uh, this thing has been going around for a while now and it's called emotional witchcraft
23: emotional witchcraft um, but the modern term for emotional witchcraft is victim psychology Y'all need to write that down. If you look it up, if you look up victim psychology, psychology is a mindset of the modern self-centered person. And but the spiritual understanding of emotional psychology is, I mean, of of of, of uh, victim psychology is emotional witchcraft. That means someone. Is using their emotions to control yours. You got what I'm saying? For we know witchcraft is um, control, basically. It's control. Y'all got that. Manipulation, intimidation, and domination. Those are, that's the way witchcraft operates. Witchcraft operates in, man- in manipulation to trick, to intimidate, to scare, and dominate, the force. So the wow. emotional witchcraft. Um, is the intimidation the manipulation or, or the forcing of your emotions. You got what I'm saying? And, 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 and you have to understand that this is uh, how the modern person thinks.
3: Man, There's a lot of people under that kind of spell right now. Yes, it is. Um, and this was actually Pastor Darby, but as you can see with Kevin Samuels, Pastor Darby, People are starting to see witchcraft. You made it uh, allusion to like cauldrons and yeah, yeah, yeah. bringing war, uh, the witches brew uh, together. Yeah, Newts and I think uh, whatever you know, frog legs and that kind of thing. Yeah. No, it's putting all the pieces of manipulation together: the bracelet, the dress, the body language, um, laying out, you know, playing out the fears of you know, I don't want things to happen to my mother. All of these are forms of control, which that's all witchcraft is. Is control? You're trying to control your uh, other people or circumstances through your actions.
2: What were the three so, again? Or uh, were the three again? It was the f- I know the second was intimidate, the third was dominate. What was the first was uh, manipulate? Manipulate, right? Manipulate, yes. which, intimidate, which, which, dominate.
3: Which aligns to the sign language, which is uh, shame, insult, guilt, and a need to be right. <sighs> you know, like jeez. That's, that's, only,
2: for- that's only every millennial I know under uh, twenty, you know, under twenty-five. Yep, which nah, actually, that's over just, twenty-five, yeah. Ugh.
3: But that's the that's the method of choice. So you can hear, like I said, that that was the victimhood being played out, yeah. and she she stepped right into the the mind trap. Or I mean, either she is in it or isn't in it, right? But I, one of the most disgusting things I'm gonna lay this out. I think. Overall, I think Megan is a victim herself, and I know this not may not be very popular, a very popular opinion. And I'm not saying that she doesn't have a hand in this, but I think her magic is uh, inferior to that patriarchal magic that the the crown possesses and, and and Harry possesses himself. And I think, I think he used her to get out of a situation he didn't want to be in. It's not, it, I think he played along like, oh, yeah, ouch, ouch. Oh, you're dragging me away from the crown!" Oh, no, oh, no, it. was. No, it, was do uh,
2: it was convenient for him because it was a way for him to get out. It, in, yeah, in fact, he wanted to get out because he's not even a part of the family.
3: And get retribution for the family he's been trapped in. Right. <laughs> and the reason why I say this is they played this little trick, and I think it was uh, to, no, um, I'm just going to put it out there. They wanted to paint Harry as the cuck. Yeah.
2: He oh, no. He he did a perfect job of that.
3: Right. And for... All right. So, most of us know the definition. Of the Most of us think we know the word of definition. That's when a guy lets another guy sleep with his wife, right? And yep. he's knowing of... Cuckold.
2: It. It's uh, slang for cuckold. Yes. Yeah.
3: Yes. Uh, so, what we're going to do is... I'm going to play this story that was... You may have not heard, but it was surrounding uh, about Tyler Perry saving Megan.
10: There were lots of revelations in Oprah's interview with Meghan and Harry on Sunday. The conversation had many shockers, but there's one element that may not be getting the attention it deserves. When Harry and Meghan decided to pull away from the royal family and relocate to Canada, their security detail was removed. Now, they're high-profile people with a new baby, and their new location was publicized in the media, so it had to be a bit scary for them, for obvious reasons. Well, enter their friend, Tyler Perry, who gave the family the use of one of his home's for three months and provided them with a security detail. He did this for no other reason than, as Megan said, giving the couple breathing room to figure out their next move. Annie and Allison, he probably also wants the movie rights to their story.
28: Yeah, Uh, that would be a
11: good deal. I'd go see
10: it. I would go see that too. Seriously though, Tyler was a true friend to them and he helped them out with no fanfare and that's what he does continuously. He regularly gives to charities, provides aid to disaster sites, buys groceries for families, Shoot, he even took the vaccine on TV to prove it was safe. He's a billionaire with the heart of a man who comes from humble beginnings—a type of person we could use more of. Have a great day. We'll
3: see <laughs> tomorrow. Really, more like Tyler Perry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I think Tyler Perry, and this is just my thoughts, my perspective, is the avatar, the male avatar of Oprah. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, I, I can totally
2: see that. Yeah, she she yeah. Uh, she deputized him.
3: Yes. Tyler, give them your mansion. Give them your jet. We're going to provide them security. We're going to secure the assets, bring them in. And what that did was play into the cuckold, uh, financial cuckold uh, scenario for uh, Right,
2: right. I'm taking care of you and your wife, son. And he,
3: okay, thank you. Right. The big black man with the billions of dollars come in and provide and satisfy your wife in a way I can't. Which, you know, which what that does is make Harry unassuming. But what people don't understand about hole relationships. Well, let's just listen to the next clip and find out about it.
22: So let's just talk about what a cuckold relationship is really quick. And that would be a husband who wants his wife to get sexual gratification from another man. Usually the other man is uh, more well endowed than he is. And in some instances, he wants to be humiliated uh, as well as he (laughs) wants to make sure that she gets pleasure from this. And he is involved in her... Her pleasure, whether he's there in the room or she is telling him afterwards, he wants to hear that uh, she was indeed pleased by this other man because it makes him feel like uh, he has some—I don't want to say power, but.
2: Hmm. Wow, the <laughs> the analog is great. I yeah. well played, sir. Very, very well played that one.
3: I'd, I didn't yes, I did so not you- think of that. He wanted to appear just in my, we don't know, none of us knows, but just from my perspective, he wanted to appear as the, um, we need to be saved and we need to be saved by a, a black man that's more well financially endowed than us, you know, to what it does. It tampered down his white supremacy. Yeah. Puts, That's put, what it really does. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Like, put, I'm put, safe.
2: exactly. Puts him in the safe zone. Exactly. Yeah, I'm so, saying, hey, right, man. I got beaten down by him. It's fine. I'm good. I'm cucked.
3: Right. Hmm. So, people may not know, but I found. I'm gonna tell you tell you all this. Don't make me. Don't ever make me do this again. Because <laughs> I went down some turns on the rabbit hole. I'm trying to tell you folks, and this is on YouTube. But I found this next clip. And just to warn people, it's not brainwashing. It's a suggestion file.
22: Just let yourself get
2: nice and relaxed. And get ready to listen to an interesting fantasy. This is not only a fantasy. It is also a suggestion file. This hypnosis... Will plant some little suggestions in your mind. Some little suggestions. It will also open up some new places. But this is just a suggestion file. This is
3: not a brainwashing file.
2: What are you? Do- what kind of sorcery is this, Mo? What are you doing,
3: bro? This is all YouTube.
2: Wow okay and and what just to, what exactly
3: just, happened to me listening to this i'm just showing people the power of suggestion and what this was is a suggestion i say i played the safest parts i could of how to become a cock but it was from the well well i say this but how to become a wife that, uh, of a cuckold mm-hmm. so i don't know if guys are playing this for their wife or what but this was on youtube
2: Wow, man! The things they the things they take off YouTube
3: and the things they let stay is never right. ceases to amaze me. <laughs> but the reason why I wanted to play this out as well is this feeds into this biracial thing as well of the narrative. Like I said, you love who you love, right? No problem to me. My problem is mainstream media, presidential uh, president, and and, uh, and everybody else pushing this. Form of a suggestion file <laughs> wow. on, on people, uh, and I think I want to use that term for now on because it nudges you into believing certain things. And and where this is important, it I, I'm just going to be one. Can, can you get the door? I'm sorry. Oh, we, hold
17: we
2: on got second. to talk about. Yes, I've. Uh, okay, let me. Uh, uh, here we go. Okay, are you in? Let's do this. Here.
3: Yeah, yeah, please. Okay, just All us, right. Mo. Just us. I'll say it like this to protect uh the the uh people involved. Caulk holding is made to seem like the person involved, especially when it's a race race based, that the black man is in power.
2: Okay, but okay. Hold, not, hold on a second. Yes. Uh there's an and since the door is closed. Yes. You just said that, and I went bing, okay there's a, a there's an entire category of porn of uh white couple black man cuckold situation yes okay so, and and that so that is a
3: real thing that is a real thing, but what I'm saying is it's portrayed as the man being procured has the power, but what it really is is the man that sets it up to bring this second man into his relationship. And to uh, use his wife up.
2: Okay, so what you're and saying I, is this is really Harry's in control. This is just the tactic that he's using. Okay, yes, okay, I got it. I got it.
3: But it, but it's so that all the Dow man is in power, you know, and and it's really not. It's the puppet master pulling the strings. And you got it. And, and I say this as as an, an analogy to to what's going on now. It's um bow down to black man, black, bow down to black people, you know, black lives matter.
2: You right. Know, oh, okay. So the, oh, right. So the analogy is you got to be a cuck because I'm bringing in this black stuff, but really I'm in charge.
3: Yes. Got it. Okay. Wow. And I'll tell you how this plays out <laughs> later, but we have to like, we got to, got to, I don't know, man. We need to talk, uh, listen to hear from some more producers. So, uh, I love new money. Well, hold on a second. Let me open the door because otherwise, no
2: one else is awesome, here. Please. All right, now yes.
10: they can hear what we're talking about. Hey
2: guys. Hey guys. I like brand new yes. money.
10: I just I don't want any money around me is not. I'd almost rather have a, a new one than a brand than an old twenty. Now, that's kind of dumb, isn't it? But there's something about new money that excites you. You like hundred dollar bills? Oh yeah, I like new oh. money too. Oh. Most beautiful thing on earth is a hundred dollar bill. I ain't seen a woman as good looking as a hundred dollar bill. There's something about a hundred dollar bill that excites you. That's right, and pretty soon
2: we'll be looking at some new money on MoFax uh, with new podcastapps.com. If you have the Sphinx, coincidentally, the Sphinx app, you can already start streaming va- i know i said believe me i see the irony of that uh you can already start streaming sats to it just look for the mofax tribe uh, that's for the early early adopters but i'm just saying new money is coming and you're going to be a part of it you producers who are still kind of uh, playing the old school way but we love it when we uh, open up the cash app and the paypal here are the rest of our producers for episode 60 of mofax with adam curry kendall strain a what's good fam, an Ados native of H-Town, Texan, currently residing in northern New England, and to add the first-time donor, episode 59 hit home. My father was an iron worker, and I became one also years later. However, I've learned to view it as a blessing and a curse just based on my experience in a small part. I believe it to be the American dream. However, after a work-related injury, I came to realize i was just a number in the matrix and the sad reality is that the world i thought would be here for my lineage has been long gone fam keep doing what you do this is my three dollars and six dimes wow <laughs> that's
3: kind of depressing yeah and i've got that last uh part uh oh no i got you i got you um yes it, it is depressing um Can we give some karma? Yeah, no, that's exactly what I'm
2: thinking. (laughs) That's the most we can do. Yes, we got to do something here. Mo karma? It's going to be okay, Kendall. Rusty Becker, 4764. Uh, I appreciate the show. I recently got my brother to listen to his first episode. I told him to go back to the beginning as your episodes are, for the most part, evergreen. Yes, I really did lose a sizable account recently because I refused to wear a mask outside while I'm cleaning a pool, so I could use some mo job karma not sure if you have that but whatever karma would be great you're all worth more but this is what i could afford at the time keep it up and i hope you're well sincerely well just so you understand uh the value for value model is is really it's really based on a meaningful uh you know what is a meaningful donation for you that's what really makes it work because only you can really determine what what value is so whatever you're doing it's it hits the same home the same as anything else rusty so thank you very much i think we can scour up some uh, jobs mo karma
16: the three most important parts of this bill are testing
0: testing, <laughs> testing.
2: no that's not the right one <laughs> how do we get testing out of that
16: jobs
11: jobs jobs and jobs let's
18: vote for jobs
11: yeah! You've got-
4: mo karma
2: we got it for you don't worry all right, onward. Joel White, $40. He says, Mo and Adam, just a month into your catalog, and thanks for what you do. I heard Adam on the higher side chats and checked out No Agenda and MoFax pretty much the same day. For some reason, episode 55, Trapper's Delight, was the first episode to hear. It was amazing. I really enjoy both MoFax and No Agenda because it really covers all the bases. Music is probably the biggest and oldest mind control around. Looking back, you could see it. Yeah. We had artists like Outkast, Goody Mob, Mob, Scarface, actually telling everyone what's really going on. And they, for a while, were able to sneak it on MTV. That got noticed and replaced by actors that they could control. Yes. And I will take some of the blame for that. Not all. Um, I think all of this went hand in hand with the drugs. Fentanyl was the tipping point for me to get out. And I started to see the influx of that dirt I needed out. It's a pretty deep rabbit hole, but worth going down. Thank all of you for your hard work. Uh, I did send a little treasure for you. Any chance of a birthday jingle? It's not my jingle, but I feel a little born after we, after finding you guys. Well, we uh, when we uh, celebrate your birthday, you know what you get here.
12: They always give me a biscuit on my birthday. There you go.
2: Thank you very much, Joel Clinton. Uh, Forty dollars asking for a wusa. <laughs> Greg Firak, 3333 33, Magic Numbers, says, What's up, fellas? I can't get enough of this show. You played a clip, definitely true white supremacy, and that really resonated with me. It's something I felt but couldn't put into words. I've always felt they kept us divided and pitted us against each other to prevent us from rising up and banding together to defeat the ruling class. Gray Slick sang, Feed Your Head. And that's exactly what this show does for me. Would love a little mo karma. Thanks, man. That is so true. <laughs> you've got MoCom that's why this show is pretty unique because we we both have MKUltra training somewhere and still we could break through it Right. (laughs) 33 bucks from Farm Slave I am but a poor Farm Slave nevertheless here is the bottom of 66 (laughs) thank you for your courage and please let Dame Jennifer's sexy voice DDB me keep up the great work thank you Farm Slave absolutely here she is
5: Congratulations, you're no longer a
3: deadbeat. Spivy or Spivey, thank you for your $30. Always. Uh, Spivey. We had to put respect on Spivey's name because she was my first donator. Oh, I, always have to say I that.
2: should know this. Uh, I'm so sorry. Oh, man, I feel bad now.
3: Spivey. It's
2: like, you know, it's a, this is like the dollar, the first dollar you earn that you put on the wall, you frame, except this one keeps refreshing. Yes, it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> thank <laughs> you, Spivey, always supporting as Spivey says. Absolutely, John Harvey the third, twenty five dollars. Mo and Adam, thank you for this national treasure of a podcast. Uh, John Harvey, Nashville, Tennessee. Thanks, fellas. Says uh, David Chelona with twenty five dollars donation. John Cornforth, uh, my last name is. Corn forth, Right. Got that. Aloha, Adam and Mo. I'm still locked down here in Hawaii, effective on a COVID-free island that's a suburb of Palo Alto. Yes. I kid you not. Zuckerberg is hiding out in his lair, plotting to ruin more lives via his algorithm. The other day, I swerved to avoid running over a homeless guy who, at the last second, I recognized as Jack Dorsey. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it seems we are more likely to have our eventual luau meet up in Texas rather than here. Over the past two months, I took a break from most media. But when I was ready to start again to digesting the truth, I knew y'all'd be there for me. Still, I was not mentally prepared for a show with not one but two trigger warnings. As a white married Gen X father of two, I was happy to learn that I do not occupy the absolute bottom in society. I informed my overeducated Mrs. Gen X stay-at-home mother of two that she, in fact, occupies the new bottom (laughs) she said that she already knew that keep up the good work thank you thank you john twenty dollars 21 cents that's funny uh ramona lerma (laughs) twenty dollars thanks love the show would love to have a mo karma (laughs) you've got mo karma thanks mo says susan keel susan k with twenty dollars also 20 from john nathan uh, have you ever gone over president andrew johnson december 3rd 1867 third annual message to congress on the show i don't think so ha- have we done it on the show no. No. yeah we we have not uh mind you this was the vice president of lincoln and a member of the north well that's that's in the notebook for a future show for sure uh hi mo and adam this is from sin ah 18 dollars 67 that's interesting uh I contribute whatever I can. I wish I could have given you more because what I get from you is worth much more than that. I'm an Ashkenazi Jew from Israel, and yet your podcast seems to hit home quite a lot with me. I think it's because Israel is the testing ground of the powers that be for mind and population control, and maybe those who found themselves following the white rabbit out of the matrix see the world similarly no matter where they are from. That's good point. I started listening to MoFacts with Adam Curry. I started listening a couple of months ago, but recently I started to catch up with older episodes, and episode six was spot on about my wife's and my life. It was so accurate, it's scary. I hope my generation can survive this boring apocalypse. Love and light to both of you, and shout out to my smoking hot wife, uh, Hadar. Uh, P.S. Do you guys have a baby karma? I think we might need it soon. Yeah, I got some special baby Mo Karma for you, but what episode what was
3: episode six mo episode six i'm n- i feel so bad all the numbers starting to run together now was not sure uh
2: i can tell you the title of it
3: what was the title Not i could tell you what it was about
2: okay uh hold on loading up episode six i, it's, I gotta scroll a long way these days uh meet the parents
3: Okay, that was when, uh, I think that was about the two parent household and how, how they, uh, well, that's, I think that was the one the other producer wrote in was talking about, uh, with the two parent households. They made, uh, twice the workers. Ah, uh,
2: ah, uh, yes, yeah. yes, exactly. Yes. Oh, no, of course that hit home. Right. Dynamite. Well, thank you very much, guys. Thank you for your, uh, for your support. Uh, we go to Allison Stewart, fourteen twenty-six, catching up on old episodes, and thought, "Oh wait, I forgot the baby karma."
21: Whoops! <laughs> You've got
2: mocom. That means you're gonna have twins. Uh, fourteen twenty-six from Allison Stewart, catching up on old episodes. Thought I'd better start donating. Y'all are worth so much more, but those gas prices keep going up. Thank you both for your courage, Ali from Ohio. Ali, it's meaningful to you. It's meaningful to us. Thank you. Value for value. James Davis, 1001. Thanks for all you and Adam are doing with the podcast. Douglas Murray at the same idea, 1001. Wish I could add more zeros before the decimal. Fine by us, Douglas. We appreciate it. $10 from Sir Ernesto. Sending you an X donation. Yes, the X for 10. I like oh, wait, that. Wait, and wait. And from Malcolm, yes.
3: This is the new donation. Send us an X. Ooh. Send us an X. So, I like yes. it. Yes. I like it, too. Uh, see? When you contribute, it, it adds to the show. So from now on, a ten spot is no. Uh, well, of uh, uh, will be known as an X from here forth.
2: That's right. Here's the X from Sir Ernesto, who said he was recently reading the biography, the ant, the autobiography of Malcolm X, due to your show's positive influence. I really wish I had read it sooner in life. Better late than never. Yeah. Hey, uh, I only started really uh, figuring out Malcolm X uh, when I was fifty-four. So don't worry about it uh i can only imagine how much better this place would be if he had lived uh keep the pma pma what what i'm gonna miss on the pma power pma i'm not Well, whatever it is i'm not letting go of it sir ernesto (laughs) thank you very much (laughs) zeke shockley with an x x spot x donation keep pushing he says david roll 922 mo are you suggesting the african cultural center is the new confederate soldier statue
3: i am suggesting that it's cobra's the it's cobra commander's lair It's what it is <laughs> <laughs> oh that's
2: funny david thank you very much man Sh- shazier 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 Shazier. Uh, chazier, chazier yeah. seven dollars v4v you got it value for value vincent farrell 555 just started listening love what you and adam are doing we, thank you very much vincent especially if you just started terry the human subscription keller is he is his own subscription machine once again 411 we see you and Jacqueline Seeley winds up uh, the whole donation list of our producers from mama bear with the 333, the magic numbers, thank you all very much for being producers of Mofax with Adam Curry, episode number 60, which I think will go down in some form of infamy, uh, because this is a really good one. This is one that um, you can get everybody to listen to, and then they'll be hooked. They'll be hooked on Mofax with Adam Curry. If you'd like to support us, go straight to our donation page at mofundme.com, M-O-U-F-U-N-D-M-E.com. <laughs>
3: All right. I, I know people are like cuckholes, <laughs> witches, glamour. It, it's, it's it's a wild ride. But just expounding the cuckhole thing again, I've used that metaphorically in the sense that we're seeing that um, these so-called white liberals allow black people a certain bandwidth to make them feel shame and make them feel, you know, uh, degraded. You know, we've seen the white moms making the the white kids bow down to the black women. Yeah. This is a form of c- holdry, c- cucking, let's just say it yeah, like cucking, that. Yep. This, is a form, this is a form of cucking. And, but you know what? There's always limits to it because when you start asking for things that they don't want to give, that's when you see the power structure. So mm-hmm. I think with that in mind, we can go straight into thirty seven
6: disturbing discussions concerns and conversations about how dark his skin might be when he's born
23: <laughs>
6: what and
2: <laughs> i got to stop it that was an act man that was i have done that shot a million times what you're telling me that the that the, he's in the scooby van what <laughs> please <laughs> Please. Let's go back to that beautiful pregnant pause.
15: What? And. Who, Who is having that conversation?
5: Before little Archie was even born, there were reportedly many conversations surrounding his arrival that raised red flags. To start, the powers that be did not want him to receive a title.
6: By the same token, this meant he would not be afforded any security. This went on for the last few months of our pregnancy, where I'm going, hold on a second.
15: That your son and Harry, Prince Harry's son, was not going to receive
6: security? That's right.
5: Naturally, Markle described this as disconcerting for two reasons. Firstly, her child's safety should have been paramount. Secondly, the monarchy wanted to change convention to deny the first person of color born into the royal family a title. This was disturbing, (laughs) to put it mildly. As if that wasn't troubling enough on its own, Markle recalled how concerns surrounding the potential color of Archie's skin were brought to Harry before his Birth. What was that conversation?
14: That conversation, I'm never going to share.
2: I know exactly what it was. Is what is that? Oh, it wasn't how it was. Gonna, it was. Is the kid going to have freckles and red hair? That was the question. I don't think it was about black at all because Is
3: he going to be a bloody darkie.
2: <laughs> you know. You know. I didn't want to say it. I didn't want to say it.
3: I'll say. I'll say it.
2: <laughs> but but I'll living see. living in the UK and. I uh, it is that kind of, what you just said there is very uh, typical to hear very typical it'd
3: be the same it'd be similar to conversation that we had in fisk in the 1960s i mean let's just be honest here yeah. i mean uh and for people that don't know that's where beyonce's father attended college uh fisk <laughs> university yeah and they had a paper bag test so this hypocrisy that we have this is what bothers me because if the shoe was on the other foot, we would say, "How how how light is that child gonna be?" Right? You know, uh, <laughs> exactly. We had this conversation with Michael Jackson's kids. Yep, like in a little, a little blanket and a little uh, prints and Paris. Like, whoa, 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 wait, hey. hey. You know, saying their children are awful light to be Mike's. So, I mean, yeah. I'm not a I'm not a hypocrite. So, if those people want to keep their bloodline, uh, uh, what they consider pure, I'll I'll a. Hey, more power to him. but i wanted to bring this up is this is where you see cuck hole cuck yeah. cucking reaches limits big time it's like <laughs> uh you mean that um so who said it well hey whoa 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 yeah
2: that was pretty chicken shit
3: move actually and that's where they lost uh, the magic <laughs> when they did that it's like you build this all up About the name names, Oprah said, "There's no no topic that's going to be not discussed." It it was.
2: You want to bet? It was pretty much the equivalent of CNN with sources say, you know, it's like, oh man, like we had to know what happened.
3: No, but what the equivalent is is that you've seen a quote unquote race crime happen, but you don't want to, you know, you don't really want to report on it.
2: Yeah, you don't, you don't want to point. You want to uh, point out the the perpetrator.
3: Yep, and that's exactly what we saw here. And you know who pulled those strings. That was Harry. He's like, Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, let's yeah, not get like, out yeah, of control. Yeah, 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 good Let's not get out of control here. Um I think you're right. And like I said, and they played that the the greatest spell ever is the race one for both black and white people mm-hmm. because there was no concern with how dark that child was gonna be. I mean, it, at the point where she was pursuing Harry, uh Meghan Markle was lighter than Harry in pictures. So I mean, you there didn't was,
2: even know if she was black when you first saw her on on suits.
3: I did not. She was very racially ambiguous. Yeah. So uh, until the storyline came in where her father was a a, a a black man, and you know that's where it was like, oh okay, that's what they're doing. But that I means that no one knew. I mean, and she can fly under the radar. if She w- she could pass for the word, I mean, a better word that we like to use in the show. She could have passed if she wanted to, but um. And I think she did for most of her life. I, w- I would say I would I would think uh, not, so too. Not intentionally, no. not intentionally. No. I don't no. think she hit her race, but I think that's why it may have been a culture shock to her to start to feel like what it's really like to be a black person. Because when you're in when you're in the the thro- the throws of white supremacy, any any black is too much. Right. So I think that may I'll give her cre- I'll give her her credit on that. That may have been uh, traumatic to her. But just think about being. Hypocritical, I want to play a throwback clip from show 51 from Muhammad Ali about racial integration. That's, that's society's fault. I mean, we've got to educate well, my, people around it. Well,
1: life difficult. is too short for me to be raised catching <laughs> hell for something like that. I'd rather go and be my own. I have a beautiful daughter, beautiful wife. They look like me. We're all happy, and I don't have no trouble. <laughs> I, have no trouble. Ain't I ain't that much in love with no woman to go through all that hell. Ain't no one woman that good. <laughs> You understand
25: i understand yeah i just i do
7: understand i understand i think it's i think it's sad that, that that it ain't
1: sad because i want my sad. child to it look t- like t- me t- every intelligent person wants his child to look like him i'm sad because i want to blot out my race and lose my beautiful identity chinese love chinese they love the little slanted that pretty brown skinned babies pakistanis love their culture jewish people love their culture a lot of catholics don't want a number catholics they want the religion to stay the same who want to spot up yourself and kill your race you're you a hater of your people if you don't want to stay who you are You shame what God made you God didn't make no mistake when he made us all like we I, were I
7: think that's a philosophy um, of despair Despair I really do it ain't no despair yeah. I Number one
1: can't no woman I Let me tell you i yeah, tell you something. Listen, no woman on this whole earth, not even a black woman in Muslim countries, can please me and cook for me and socialize and talk to me like my American black woman. No woman, at last as a white woman, can really identify with me and my feelings and the way I act and the way I talk. And you can't take no Chinese man and give him no Puerto Rican woman and holler about we're in love and you emotionally in love and physically. But really, they're not happy because she's going to hear some Puerto Rican music. He's going to hear some Chinese music. And they're going to be clashing all the time. It's just nature. You can do what you want, but it's nature to want to be with your own. I want to be with my own. I love my people. That's the, I don't hate
2: nobody. You know, it's interesting uh when i tell when i talk with other people about our sh- our show or or sometimes just my friend mo um mm-hmm. and i say yeah he would really like for his kids to to marry uh uh to marry ados he says if they don't they don't but yes. he, he does and 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 it's like oh yeah there's they're always like oh mm, yeah it's understanding and i think but you know the hypocrisy is is so obvious that uh if if you say well I you know I'd really like uh, my daughter to to marry uh, you know someone uh, white I mean off to the gulag you go <laughs> that will
30: be but so but really, what why I'm saying that is it's clip.
2: yeah no, and I appreciate yeah. it because it's really a message that people need to hear and need to understand that you know this is all virtue signaling this is all bullshit
3: all of and you this. can see how old it is as yeah. that's why I played the clip yeah you that's can great see yeah. that that man was British so you can see how old that self-loathing or, or having to kowtow to, you know, whatever they think people want them to say. Yeah. Hey, I have no problem with the queen as far as, well, I got several problems with the queen, but as far as her wanting to keep or that family wanting to keep their bloodlines however they want to keep it, more power to them because if I didn't feel that way, I'll be a hypocrite. So that that part didn't bother me um, I was more bothered by this, people trying to use this and weaponize this oh, of course. to make black people, uh, to trigger black people, which it did some, uh, and one being Mr. Donald Lemon. <laughs> Oprah was speechless. Most people are speechless, but I have to tell you, I
26: don't think Oprah, I don't think anyone who watched it, especially anyone in any person of color, is surprised that the British family, that there was racism there. That is what the monarchy is based on, heredity, hierarchy, a caste system, bloodlines. And so the the whole institution is built on a racist structure. So there should not be a, oh my God, the British family is racist. Of course they're racist. That's what the entire monarchy is built on. The racism, the family that is supposed to be in that only by birth. And so far by birth, it's only been white royals on the British throne. That's it. so we shouldn't Har- be like, oh, my God, the British family's racist. Uh, yeah, the system is racist.
5: You, know, you say people weren't surprised, but Harry explained that he was surprised, right, that he didn't really see it until he had to see it through the eyes of Meghan Markle, through the ah. eyes of a black woman who he loved. <laughs> and then he said it was immediate being confronted with this, Don.
26: That part was not surprising, because as we always say, that is what privilege is all about. If it doesn't, you don't have to deal it with it then it doesn't exist for you oh my goodness
3: huh. they're giving harry they're copping out for harry no no you receive one of the best educations money can buy you've been all around the world and it took for you to marry Meghan markle to figure out that the <laughs> the, the crown and the, you know is set up off of um exclusion exclusion which like i said i have no problem with them it's it, it familial and bloodlines if they want to keep it Right. But, but,
2: but would you would you describe that as racist?
3: No. That's my because problem Because if that well, that's I, mean, my problem. I would be racist. Yeah, but <laughs> then I will be racist. <laughs> right. <laughs> God. No, I mean, that is a conversation with my me and my kids. Like, look, hey, I love myself. I love saying, vanity. It's like I said, this is not out of hate. This is, not, I mean, I'm being honest with you. I'm just sharing with the world. Out of vanity, I love the way I look. You know, I picked a spouse that wasn't far off. You know, maybe in complexion, yes, but in features and everything else, not far off. And experience that factors in it too, because this go to show you, she was ill equipped to uh, to be uh, ill ill prepared to deal with what's expected of that culture, right? And that's what Muhammad Ali was saying. He was saying even a woman that shares the same this a melanin content as me yeah, won't
2: understand him like an Amer- a American, a black American woman.
3: Exactly. Yeah. So for that, if it, if that may, if I if I have to say that they're racist for doing that, now. Pillaging no, oh, stop! The world, stop! Stop, stop!
2: I gotta get. I get to give give you my experience. Okay. I I've, I've, I've done a couple of rodeos. Hmm. Uh, I've been married twice before both dutch women and it wasn't until uh i met tina and we've been married now we've been together for six years uh that i realized how important an american woman was to me for my actual cultural upbringing regardless of what country Mm -hmm. uh there is so much that is is very very deep and it's little things like yeah, what cereal we ate or or what commercial was on we were watching as kids or music. The entire culture of Tina and I is so closely aligned and also age has also something to do with it um, that it was really surprising to me. I did not realize that. That
3: really culturally it just wasn't a
2: good fit for me.
3: And this shall go to show you how triggering race is. Now, if you're, say your child wanted to marry somebody 15, 20 years their senior... You say no, no, no. You're not going to be compatible because of generational differences, or you know, um, which is also true. Goes, <laughs> I have
2: my first yes. wife was 16 years older, and it didn't
3: matter until it mattered, <laughs> and it did. Yeah. And, and I would even go as far as it is that even geographical. We're not even talking about nationality. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The geographical implications of um my wife is southern just like i am mm-hmm. and there's certain things that uh, a woman from maybe the west coast or the, uh new york or those places may not understand about my southern culture mm-hmm. so i mean like i said it's just but race has been used as a tool all the for mind control by the media that's why we can't have meaningful conversations and for them not to press Harry, it's like i'm not having if oprah wasn't acting in good faith it's like I'm sorry Megan, I'm sorry Harry, but if you're not going to be honest about who said it, there's no point in this. Because if you're not combating white supremacy, then you're aiding and abetting it. So, I mean, there's no middle ground here and I think a lot of people are getting to that point where um you can't take uh benefits from it and then, and then you know, like he does. You got to
2: go all the way, is what you're saying. You, right. you can't just way, your or don't in. address
3: it. Right. Or don't address it. Right. I mean, I'm not saying you have to be a, a social justice warrior, but don't use it. You know, don't virtue signal. Right. Uh, and then when it gets down t- down to actually where the road meets the road, at that you you know you pull short. You know, don't even address it then. Right. All right. So let's get into the second Donald Lemon clip.
26: Look at all the criticism that before the interview aired, there were so many people who were on social media who were saying, oh, I can't believe, why, why are they doing this? Oh, woe is me. They're rich, they're wealthy, they're royal, what have you. And not even knowing what the interview was going to be about, not even knowing someone else's existence. I wonder why these people always try to explain what someone else's experiences are and why all of these privileged people, most of them on social media, white, white women, who are criticizing Meghan and Harry and... Oprah for what they were about to do, and then the interview as well. Why, why is that your why do you have to get on social media and weigh in on everything that has to do with black people and racism, especially if you are a white person in this country? Unless you're going to be helpful and open about it instead of saying it doesn't exist. Oh my gosh, how dare you? They see everything through the eyes of this. Why don't you try to look at it with some understanding and with an open mind instead of always criticizing? Criticizing, especially people who are who have built their reputations on criticizing people, and you know who you are because you do it every time. Every time there's a story about uh, about criminal justice or something black or Colin Kaepernick or Meghan Markle, they always have to rush to Twitter and criticize someone or get in on it because they want relevance. Well, you're not relevant anymore, and stop trying to be relevant on the black on the backs of black people.
3: What? 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 (laughs) A few things. That's rich. Don, you're only relevant off the backs of black people. So so I'm going to say that. Two um, white women, pay attention. oh y'all thought y'all femininity and female status was going to save you. No, 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 no. (laughs) Obey, bow down, or get ran over. You you see what just happened there, and that goes back to sign language. That was shame, shaming, right. if you don't support us one hundred percent and everything we're pushing, you're the bad guy you're you're racist as well, and the third point I want to make is that um you heard him bring up Megan Markle and Colin Kaepernick. yeah, this is the face of black America now. just let that just let that sink in for a minute.
2: Wow! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! He had he had another name in there though, didn't he? He had three names. Hold on! I just want to hear that again. You just blew my mind with that. Hold on!
26: Their reputations on criticizing people, and you know who you are because you do it every time. Through the eyes of this, why don't you try to look at it with some understanding and with an open mind instead of always criticizing, especially people who are who have
2: built their reputation. Was it the end of this clip? I thought it was the end. Yeah, it was was, on
26: criticizing people, and you know who you are because you do it every time every time there's a story about uh, about criminal justice or something black or colin kaepernick or megan mark holy crap so they always have to rush to twitter
2: wow wow damn of all the names he could have chosen from
3: Tom lemon he's yeah. no stupid guy he i think he knows really what he's doing he does and what that lands to is what does Meghan Markle and Colin Kaepernick have in common? Well, hello. Well, I'll let I'll let Sean King explain it. Ah
2: yes, Sean King would know.
24: There is this degree of even like light skin privilege and accessibility. Yeah. Like because I look how I look, that makes me more White. relatable. To white people in white spaces. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, what I have to do, if I have some level of, of relatability that I didn't choose, I was born with it, mm-hmm. I have to use it. I have to squeeze it, I have to maximize it. So, that's what you see with like mega woke, light skinned people. You know, mm-hmm. like. I just said that. I'll go hard, man. <laughs> yeah, Uncle I said that. Well, then, then the flip of that is, and I mean, I, I had. Colin Kaepernick and I have talked about this at great length. Because we grew up in the families we grew up in, we also grew up in close, intimate proximity to white people and white problems, and so we saw it and we understand it in a way, and so we're trying our best to to use it.
2: <laughs> um, holy shit! <laughs> you know, okay, so, look, let so, it all
3: take in. Just let it. Well, let, I mean, sink, okay, so.
2: <laughs> But uh, because we're getting closer to the end, and I know that it's only you're only going to blow my mind more. I just I just want to say right now, I would like to explore finding the antidote, the counter spell to this spell, because I and 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 I'm in I am in a privileged spot for this is our 60th show, so I have very Uh different view on things now than when we first started. How destructive this shit really is it's paralyzing it is paralyzing people it's paralyzing i mean I'm, I'm hearing it from uh very liberal friends very rich friends who are afraid to to push back on anything for their own and they'll admit for my own i don't want to get kicked out of social circles and i actually don't want to lose my business or my or the job that i have uh and it's all because of this polarization this 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 now expanded global spell it's the yes. basis of it all
3: <laughs> so we need we need to we need to have some uh but the antidote is, is atonement because once you atone it's like what, what more do you want from me i mean you could really like look and and that's that's the and what i what disgusts me is they talk about they. Uh, Sean King was like, "We squeeze what we have, you know, to get the most out of it." Yeah, the blackness that you dig up. Well, in his case, talcum x. No, um, but he even can allow. <laughs> you never said talcum x before. Yeah, that was the, <laughs> But, but that's that what one. he does. Is that um, he uses, he. Works his way in, <laughs> uses the victimization, which yeah. we already said, victimization and embracing it as a form of witchcraft to control other people. So it's like, you know what? <clears throat> that's, where, or that's where atonement works at. Yeah. And, and it's not that, oh, you owe me something. That's not atonement. Mm-hmm. No, that's, no, that's, no, You've yeah. already answered the question for me.
2: Thank you. I, I understand exactly what you mean by atonement. I And I think so far, it's the best idea that's out there.
3: And you say to them, just like I would say to Prince Harry, what are you willing to give up? Okay, your family's racist. Which one? Who? You know, that way you force people into saying, you know what? I really don't care about this topic. I'm just virtue signaling. Right. Fine. Okay, keep moving. But, you know, but don't come and play with my emotions and my people's emotions like Oprah did. And I'm I'm holding Oprah accountable on this one, as well as Meghan Markle. You knew what you sought out to do when you first... With, with, um, oh,
2: yeah, this is, this to, is to do it. This was no surprise. They just learned during this interview. Oh, what? Really? No, please. That, you that's mean insulting. Oprah
3: didn't pull your collar ahead of time? It's like, girl, you know what you're getting into. You know what I'm saying? Like,
2: th- yeah,
3: yeah. So I-, I mentioned before that Harry was um, allegedly uh radicalized, and this is—I don't believe that like I said, I think he used uh, Megan and she's a victim as well. She's a, vi- she's a victim and plays a role in it as well. But I just don't think she understood what was really going on. But this is examples of Harry so-called being a uh, weapon um, weaponized. For me, it's awareness and, and it's education and it's teaching. Um, you know, I,
14: I've had some, um, I've had a, as an awakening as such of my own.
12: Prince Harry and Meghan Markle are honoring British Black History Month by speaking out about the issues facing minorities in the United Kingdom and around the
9: world. Black Lives Matters is something that really resonates with both of them. I understand that this is going to be an area where we're going to see the couple doing a lot more work and taking a lot
18: more interest.
12: In a rare interview with a British Evening Standard newspaper, the couple makes a list of next generation trailblazers recognized for challenging prejudice and their positive contribution to British society. And the 36-year-old Duke reveals he's had an awakening to the issues facing minorities since first meeting his wife, who is biracial.
14: I wasn't aware of so many of the issues and so many of the problems with uh, within the UK, but also globally as well. I thought I did, but I didn't.
12: The Duke of Sussex says that one of the biggest problems is a lack of representation. But he adds that placing blame doesn't help fix the issue.
14: It's not about pointing the finger. It's not about blame. I'll be the first person to say that this again is about learning, learning what our part is in all this and how we can make it better.
12: Megan, who notes that she and Harry spoke with Black Lives Matter co founder Alicia Garza earlier this year, is in support of peaceful protests supporting black equality.
2: <laughs> oh, so <laughs> sick. There, yeah, of course, there it is.
3: There's your riots right there in <laughs> the UK. Hey, is um. You think Harry's got bigger plans?
2: Of course. Okay, because that's what it feels like to me now.
3: Of course. Well, he he's in a win-win situation, and still, right. when you do this, do the calculus, it's like, well, if it goes wrong, then I can say Megan tricked me, you know. And he leaves <laughs> yeah, that yeah, back yeah. door open to go back home, right? You know, he was like, well, you know how they are, uh, Grandma. I was, in, I was in
2: love. How, how they are? <laughs> yeah, you know how they are, Grandma. Yeah, exactly. Right. I was intoxicated intoxicated by the black woman grandma.
17: (laughs)
3: Exactly. But if it does work out for him, then he could be the, you know, the, the new face of the monarchy. You know what I'm saying? Like, Oh, we we co-opted one. Yeah. So it's a win, it's a win-win for him. Yeah. 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 That's why I think he did the calculus and like, Oh, this works perfect. Cause like, if, if, if he said, like I said, he put the queen in a position where she couldn't say no to him. Yeah. And I think she kicked the can down the road in the in air. I'm going to say it like this. Queen, you showed weakness. You showed weakness and it backfired on you. You should have just manned up and it said, no, I'm not letting you marry her. Rip the bandaid off and it'll been over with. But they try to say, well, we can bring her in and use her and, you know, bring in the, uh, uh, you know, the more welcoming, accepting uh, image of the crown. And it, and it blew up into her face. Uh, what a what an underestimation! Huge underestimation. Well, I don't think she that thought her grandson would be in on it because if it's her grandson was not in on it, then it doesn't get legs.
2: She probably thought, well, he's ginger anyway, so he's probably stupid because
3: that's how they think. Well, they didn't have no souls, is what they say. Which I mean, that's I mean, not my words. Besides that fact, not my yes. words. <laughs> I've heard this. No, I'm just saying I heard, I've heard this, this over and over, which I yeah. which I didn't even know was a thing. Oh, yeah, this is news to me. As um, <laughs> I did the research on hair. Red
2: haired people are really discriminated against in the UK in general. I'm generalizing, but I I heard people. It's always like eyes a ginger. What the fuck? Like what?
3: Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> It goes yeah. Um but let's see where we're at. So yeah, um they have a name for people like this that's literally well suck the life out of people. Uh no energy.
29: Vampires <laughs> What do you think of when you hear the word vampires?
24: Bloodsucker.
29: Do you think about Dracula, the Prince of Darkness, or Buffy, the Vampire Slayer? Ooh. When I hear the word vampires, I think of energy vampires. Energy vampires are those negative people and situations in our lives that try to control our emotions by feeding off of our fears and insecurities. They're all over. We interact with them every single day. So my TED talk today, I'm going to be talking about energy vampires, but the most important thing is how do you protect and take care of yourself if attacked? These are the type of people who will not want to take 100% responsibility for their lives. They want you to take responsibility for their decisions. Why? Because if something goes wrong, guess what? They get to blame somebody else. Then you also have that they are, they love to be the victim. And the victim, they want you to be their savior. So if you get, feel responsible for saving them, they just sucked you in to what I call the savior syndrome. Now you feel responsible for them. Now you want to make sure that they succeed. Now you want to make sure that everything goes well with them. They got gotcha. you.
2: Very impactful clip. <laughs> savior syndrome. Very, very. I think, very I think everyone falls into that from time to time. I certainly do
3: yeah especially people that can manipulate you i mean the closer people are to you the more energy, they can manipulate energy
2: you. energy vampires holy crap mm-hmm. good one
3: so what this is is this is what oprah and i mean i'll say oprah and the Boole try to do every time they try to suck the life out of black people and then they make white people put white people into the uh the savior role uh, savior syndrome which we don't need to be saved. We need to be, you're saying, repaid. <laughs> we're not asking to be to be saved. And that's what these people don't get, but they're vampires. And I, I'm going to prove that, but we got to get into, this is just a quick clip, and we can really go, let's do a back-to-back. We're going to do this, okay? Uh, this, we're the first time we ever did this. Okay. Let's go into uh, 43 and 44, back-to-back.
25: Well, that's we are on the system of white supremacy. That's the most powerful Government that the world has ever seen, and that's the title of it, by the way. It doesn't go by any other title, even though we sometimes call it by other titles. But the accurate title for the government that we are under is, in capital letters, the system of white supremacy worldwide. It's just one world government, and that's the only government in town, the only government on the planet that really counts, that is worthy of having the title of government.
27: In 1925, Richard published another book entitled, Practisher Idealismus, or Practical Idealism. An excerpt from Practical Idealism. Quote, The man of the future will be of mixed race. The races and classes of today will gradually disappear due to the elimination of space, time, and prejudice. The Eurasian Negroid is the race of the future. Similar in appearance to the ancient Egyptians, they will replace the diversities of the people and the diversity of the individuals. Instead of destroying European Judaism, Europe, against her will, refined and educated, this people will be driving them their future status as a leading nation through this artificial evolutionary process. Insofar, as Europe is Christian, it is in a spiritual sense, Jewish. Insofar, Europe is moral, it is Jewish. Almost all European ethics are rooted in Jewry. All protagonists for religious or non-religious Christian morality, from Augustine to Rousseau to Kant to Tolstoy, were Jews of choice in a spiritual sense. Nietzsche is the only non-Jew, the only European he moralist, In the East, the Chinese people are ethnically par excellence. In the West, it is the Jews. Strength of character, paired with the sharpness of mind, predestines the Jews and their most excellent specimen to become the leaders of urbane humanity from the false to the genuine spiritual aristocrats to the protagonist of capitalism, as well as of the revolution. Now we stand at the threshold of the third epoch of the new times, socialism. Also, socialism is supported by the urban class of industrial workers, led by the aristocracy of revolutionary writers. This development, and with it, the chaos of modern politics, will only then find its end, when a spiritual aristocracy seizes the means of power of society. Richard Collard Kler-
3: 1925 <laughs> The clergy plan Of course Mix everybody up Keep uh, our blood pure this, The reason why I play those back to back is That's the system And that's the play of the system I believe Is to mix everybody up Except us Now they have no culture We maintain our culture We maintain our bloodline And we're the only exclusive bloodline left
2: that is uh that's pretty meta. If you really wanted to change the world, <laughs> that's really, really meta. Now just uh, I'm putting the Kalergi plan in the show notes. Uh-huh. Uh for everybody to find archive.mofax.com.
3: Um Yeah, and there- we talked about this on show nine and I talked about it on the my previous live on Meghan Markle. And when I saw her, that was my whole premise that she was thought to be used. The the Queen thought she was gonna be able to use her. For
2: the the Kalergi plan.
3: Yes. All the migrants coming into the country that will come under uh, rule, under um, British rule.
2: Which, by the way, Angela Merkel uh, received the Kalergi Award several years ago for her work in bringing in migrants. The actual, there's an award. It's modern. (laughs) The Kalergi Award. And you just heard this. And that, what a, that brings up two questions for me, Mo. So, so one first of all yes and i and i think that's inherently i understood this and when i called you and i said we got to do this show and thank you by the way for pivoting because i know 60 is supposed to be a potluck this is kind of a potluck um but i appreciate mm-hmm. you diving down the rabbit hole because it's been fantastic um shoot i was gonna make two qu- this, you had two, qu- uh, you two had questions two, yeah two one yeah. is um where does hotep fit fit into this with all this egyptian stuff We don't, you don't have to answer it, but, but I need to, Uh that's something I don't understand because I know he has, you know, he sees his roots in Egypt and I'm just hearing all this Egyptian and I just, Mm -hmm. okay. And two, um, one day we have to address, uh, and that's probably going to be the most difficult. Maybe, maybe you don't even want to do it. We have to understand, uh, African-American and Jews. We have to understand this relationship.
3: Okay, I can, for, the first question is all civilization supposedly goes back to Egypt. So when you look at Greeks, Romans, everybody, even modern day, some people say modern day Catholicism. Mm-hmm. Isn't this another form of the Egyptian uh, power structure uh, or, or the pantheon of gods? So that's where the, all that, I mean, I think everybody t- roots tie back to Egypt and in the sense of when people talk about history, because that was the first civilization. Okay. So I, I think that I, not to speak for him or any of the other hotels, but I just think just racially, everybody goes back to Egypt, uh, in a sense. And that's why American is just another form of modern day Egypt. It's not more, it's not racially. It, I mean, it, it can be not saying it's not, but it symbolizes the, the, the power, the power structure of and power, intelligence, yeah, yeah, yeah. ingenuity, all that kind of stuff too. Um, I'm just going to say this in one sentence. Um, we're often used as the canary in the coal mine for other peoples to test the limits. So it's like, what would they do to the blacks? Okay. Well, you know, we kind of rolled out there. Like what, what happens to the blacks? <laughs> okay, so, okay. Cause that will happen society.
2: to the Jews. Oh, wow. Okay. Is exactly.
3: that, yeah. Right. And that's why really the NAACP was formed. It was, uh, we were used as the front group. As you see with any any other group that puts black people first. It's like, let them go through the door. <laughs> they'll take all the slings and arrows and then they'll hold the door while we go in. So, I mean, that's no different. Uh, and not like I said, when I say J- Jewish people, I'm not saying all Jewish people. I'm more speaking of like the Zionist Jews. Because yeah. as you heard in the letter, the lady was an anti-Nazi o- o- Jew. O- Nazi and Nazi she yeah. says, yeah, anti-Nazi." O- excuse me. And she said that, um, that they're the testing ground, which is true because when you look at the family courts in, uh, in Israel, they're way worse than America. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. they've been doing this for a while now. So I think it's, that's why we had to have these conversations. Cause when you lump everything is black, Jew, this, right, black, you know right, what I'm saying? Right,
2: it's, right, right, right.
3: It's that there's strata, well, but, it, well, but
2: it's, it's one of these topics that no one ever approaches
3: for a good reason because uh i say a majority of black celebrities that can have that topic can get their strings pulled real quick if they have the wrong conversation and jewish people can get their real their strings pulled real quick going back to uh donald sterling you saw when he started coming out and letting the truth <laughs> the, the truth want to come out right he got canceled right, real quick right
2: right well as long as i'm around Mo, yeah. there's no canceling of you
3: well no as long as the producers around as well see y'all are our protection let, I mean let let that be known. That's the power of value for value, is that you allow us to have these conversations, uh, without fear of being you know canceled. I mean, of course we can come here every week and have a conversation, Adam. But no, yeah,
2: um, yeah but I'm I'm so happy. I mean, you speak like a free man. I I am a free man, one hundred percent. And uh-huh. uh, we're getting you closer. <laughs> we gotta help, gotta get you quit 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 the job with the man, you know. But, uh, yeah, it's beautiful compared to all yeah, these well, traps that people are in. It's so refreshing. And you know a lot about this shit. I'm always amazed. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, give me, give me a down on some Egypt. Okay, I'll give you that. Holy shit, Mo.
3: Well, I mean, because it's, it's the same story. I mean, it's the same story being told over and over and over and over again. And once you start to see it, it's like, okay, that's that at play again. Yeah. And just to say that, and I'll say different people are having the same conversation because, uh, this is Alex Jones. He was recently on the Andrew Schultz and, um, Akash Singh show. Mm-hmm. And he was lit. Alex was lit. He was, <laughs> he, he was, he was, he was sipping on the sauce a little heavy, but, um, he let some truth come out on that show about who the royals really were.
4: Did you know that Prince Charles is the main heir of Count Dracula? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I agree. That sounds insane. I bet you one million dollars. Bring that up, Jamie. <laughs> Prince Charles, Count Dracula. Okay. Prince Charles is the heir of Count Dracula. Is that right? he moved in five years ago to Count Dracula's castle, and he lives with a group of homeless of homeless children in it. No, he does not. I swear to God. Prince Charles, <laughs> Prince Harry's dad. Prince Charles, the heir of the throne of the dragon, uh, Okay, is a Transylvanian prince. According branch. to this Google search
25: from express.co.uk, <laughs> Prince Charles has distant kinship to Vlad Teps the 15th century Wakalian ruler, whom the Irish novelist based his Dracula. Hold on, hold
29: on. Prince Charles, like the one that we all know, Prince Charles. Yeah, he's related to Count And uh, Now you really got me onto some shit. The worst things that you do, the more interconnected you are with these interdimensional
4: beings. You have to commit these crimes against humanity to prove your cred with them. Well, Why do you have to prove your cred in that way? <laughs> because they're damn demons.
2: <laughs> this is Alex Jones. If anything, is very consistent. He's never wavered from this message.
4: And the
3: funny thing is, is these conversations and then these points he's been bringing up are brought up in all cultures around the world by different people. Uh-huh. I was hearing the Pakistanis, the Pakistanis say it. <laughs> I've been hearing, you know, uh, the five percenters say it. I, I mean. I, all over everybody's saying the same thing and the thing is is this that you we have to understand why these people want to keep their bloodline
2: well if i if <laughs> yes. okay white people not so much this is not you cannot have this if i say oh you know these are obviously all connected elites and uh, you know that, that it's like david ike you know now he went a little bit more to lizard people but really you know how wrong is he And white people can't have this for some reason. uh, That is all voodoo, you know. I mean, uh, generalizing, but it's Mm -hmm. it's gotten it's not popular. I mean, I can talk conspiracy nut job stuff with anybody, but if I start talking about well, you know, it's sorcery, witchcraft,
3: like because people we demystify that stuff here. Yeah. Like I said, people think now. Don't get me wrong; there is some rituals involved in actual blood and sure. like that kind of stuff. But the this is modern day witch I mean, witchcraft. Excuse me. This is modern day witchcraft where they is very emotional based. But well, I'll just say it like this: we have to think about what David Icke is saying and what Alex Jones just said. And 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 I like I said I always hesitant about bringing out the Bible, but in the Bible it just says that we don't wrestle against flesh of other people and blood, but we it's spirits <laughs> that we're wrestling against, mm-hmm. and that's what Alex was saying that you ingratiate yourself by doing terrible things to these dark forces, and the more you do it, the more you you know you ingratiate yourself with them, so. We got to go to Ancient Aliens, man. Uh, (laughs) Let's go all the way there. Let's go Ike level.
25: Let's go. (laughs) Nag Hammadi, Egypt, December 1945. A farmer discovers a sealed earthenware jar containing 13 leather-bound papyrus books. These books, now known as the Nag Hammadi Codices were written by the early Christians known as Gnostics in the first several centuries AD. These mysterious texts contain the gospels of Thomas and Philip, as well as other previously unknown secret gospels. Mixed in with the religious writings are poems, instructions for mystical practice, and a description of the origin of the universe
17: shed a great deal of light on early religious issues, biblical texts, and biblical history. And, but they made a mention of a very mysterious race of creatures that have become known as the Archons. We don't really know what the Archons were, or even are. What's interesting is that there is a, actually a depiction and a description of the Archons looking definitively reptilian. They're
2: very <laughs> robot-like, very machine-like. There's our man,
3: David Icke. (laughs) (laughs) We're so in tune. I I have to be honest with you. When I first listened to No Agenda, and y'all was like, yeah, lizard people. I said, this is my kind of show. (laughs) This is my kind of show right here. Because like you said, people don't want to say that kind of stuff. It's not that you're talking about lizard people, but it's the honesty. It's like, yeah, it could be different races of people on this planet that are not actually human. Um that's not very far-fetched for me to believe right Um, and i don't know why why other people think that's so far-fetched to believe because it's propaganda to make you think that oh everybody's the same and i think that's where the multiculturalism thing plays into it everybody's the same it's not about race it's like everybody's the same there's no there's no different people there's no people out here that you know are from a line of lizards I mean, for lack of a better word, and when when I say lizards, I'm talking about reptilian in the form of, let's say, cold-blooded and soulless. You know that kind of thing. Like you said about, why, what does that thing say? Gingers have no souls. Where does that come from, really? I mean, like right. we have to investigate. these things. I'm not saying it's true and untrue.
2: Well, I'm, I'm just I, saying I, 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 all I'm saying here is that uh, both uh, Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama do not sweat. She's even on right. she's even on record saying, No, I don't sweat. I just something my glands, I just because you know, she and we always do my glands. <laughs> the reptile, that's why you don't sweat. Lizards don't sweat.
3: And these they, and I know these might be doctored or whatever, but it's like I said, we have to talk about narrative and things that are floating around and it becomes popular culture. Uh there's these videos of Fauci and Biden floating around where it's like this gill at their neck. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, I don't. <laughs> I need to see this, <laughs> bro. I'm try, it's like right at their collar. It's like people actually record it on their TV and with their camera. It's not like some like a doctor. It could be doctor, but if it is, it's hell of a doctor. But I'm just saying, why is it so strange? I think people. It makes people uncomfortable because then you see. How to say, I'm gonna share something. When I when I, we say aliens, do we mean people from other planets? <laughs> Other dimensions, you see, you understand what I'm saying? Sure, it's I like, do. sure. And when, when we say demons <laughs> are aliens, demons, or you know that kind of thing, and I know people like what in the hell and where's the theremin, but you know, but this when why are all these people cousins? Why how does this work? I mean, it's it's like it's planned that we got to keep our bloodlines tight and we can't let people in. You know, um, we don't want to get it watered down. That's how was taken. And when you see these random people be 13th cousins and 14th cousins, and yeah. come from all these bloodlines, what does that hell? Does that mean? So, yeah, yeah. You know, it, I can't it, get out the show without, without about the queen without no, quarters. no, no. I, I love of course, I
2: expected it obviously, but it, it's it's uh, it has a little more meaning this
3: time. yeah, So let's get into the second part of that ancient aliens clip and therefore very predictable.
7: And given that you see the machine-like nature of so many reptilian animals and uh, what have you in in the human society, there is a correlation between the two and why why the reptilian form is so common an expression of this machine-like, unemotional,
25: computer-like mentality. Is it possible the stories of the Archons really are describing reptilian humanoid beings? And might our own so-called reptilian traits really be the product of alien engineering?
7: People focus on the Garden of Eden story in the Bible as if it's a one-off. Look around the world and you'll find similar stories on a similar theme. It seems to be talking about when humans were created, Adam and Eve. I would strongly suggest from my research that actually it's not talking about that at all. It's talking about the point when human genetics were interfered with and genetically manipulated. And so humans became at that point themselves a hybrid. Which had a great infusion, I would suggest, of what I would call Archon Genetics, symbolically the serpent in the
2: Garden of Eden. And- which is the medical symbol, which in my mind I connect immediate, the serpent is the medical symbol, I connect to, I don't know, mRNA vaccine.
3: And if you look at, the, I think it's called the helix?
2: Yeah, also same thing. It, it looks like a serpent. So sort of serpent intertwined, yeah.
3: Yes, and let me say this: You've been sitting on top of something. I don't know if you realize it or not. The amygdala. amygdala.
2: Yes. Yeah. Well, that's a total, that? that's,
3: that's a total reptilian organ. Exactly. And what does that do? It's like compassion. It's, like compassion. it's either kill or be killed. That's it. Pretty much. So, so when you why trigger is the we... call, your rept. Go, <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, you please, 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 no. please, please, please. Why is it? Why is it when you? Uh, tap into that kill or be killed is called your reptilian brain. Why? Well, that's
2: just a metaphor, Mo. You don't actually <laughs> believe that we're coming from reptiles, do you? Yes. In fact, I, I didn't name, I didn't name it that. You know, the, um, when I was single, <laughs> Tina and I joke about this. I bought uh-huh. the, like the player's handbook <laughs> uh-huh. and, and the whole thing is, is in essence, how to activate a woman's reptilian brain
3: through witchcraft.
2: Yeah. In our, in our definition through witchcraft.
3: Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Manipulation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why are all these things connected? But when you have a serious conversation about it, you're crazy.
2: So in that, yeah oh no i've given up on people thinking i'm crazy hey I, I for 14 years i've been the crackpot for a reason i said might as well just let you know what m- what my name is so my- you don't get making me confused with anybody who knows what he's talking about <laughs> <laughs> that's and also it's safer you know no one's gonna come and kill me he's like is crackpot who gives a shit um yeah. it's, that's my defense
3: um well how Okay, now I know I'm, you saw this coming. I knew you saw this coming, so I said, "Hey, I had to get something tart worthy uh, <laughs> to blow your brains all the way out all right so, all right, hold on
2: <laughs> hold on. Let me hang something up on the wall so it doesn't splatter too much. All right. this is the last clip? Yes,
31: it said we're not part of the boule." <laughs> We're not part of the class, and they look at us as a threat to destroy them. Because right now, they don't really have much use anymore because with the talented 10th mentality, it says you must control the 90%. And they lost control of the 90%. This is why you have Roland Martin, and I gotta mention him because he is a Boule member. He told me out of his own mouth on Twitter that he's part of the Boule. That's why you see him wearing all this African garb all the time. He's trying to convince you he's black, but we're gonna get to that part later, um, why they do that, okay? So they said that the Archons, which is the male Boule members, and their wives with 112 chapters make up the wealthiest group of black men and women on the planet. Now Archon means demon, but yet that's what they want to be a part of. And they like to keep that hidden. They say, "But who does the boule really serve?" Well, you know it don't serve the black community. Now it serves racism and white supremacy. And as long as the black boule member conforms to the rules, the riches will be in abundance. If not, come down the hatchet. And they state that blackmail is also a part of the deal. <laughs> Uh, now, why
3: would the boule call themselves archons, and but, the lizard people are called archons?
2: Because they're the lizard people.
3: They're the lizard people of black people. The boule, yeah, yeah, obviously, a, you know how they say black men are the white white yep. people of black people. Yep. the boule is the lizard people of black people, and they're the 10, they're the ten percent. And and I'll wrap on this. This is how powerful music is. And just go back, throw back to one, one of the uh, producers wrote in. Wu-Tang Clan. One of the reasons they were so popular is they pushed this idea and it's the 5% nation. And that makes, they say that 85% of the people are asleep, right? They're, they're dumb, deaf, and blind. Right? Then you have 10% to control those uh, 85% and feed off of them, you know, and, you know, just use them. Mm-hmm. But then you have 5% of the population that are here to wake up the the 85%. So it's just a hell of a coincidence that the bootleg called themselves archons and they say they're the 10% or the talented 10th.
2: Talented 10th and they huh. protect white supremacy. Oh man. I don't even what know the what the hell is say. really
3: going on here. Yeah, well <laughs> the
2: you're gonna you, you, thanks i'm gonna I'm, have nightmares tonight you know, lizard people walking around this is well i love this uh this is a good refresher course for me a lot of things mm-hmm. i didn't know um i think bringing the cuck thing into it i mean it's great 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 production here mo you really uh brought this all together and i was thinking i i didn't know how much i would learn uh but i did and i did <laughs> and, I pre- and I appreciate what you're saying about, you know, how we break this spell. What kind of uh, witchcraft we want to use. You know, as we continue mm-hmm. to do this show,
3: let's continue to think about that. Just, just being honest with each other. You know, um, I'll say this just in closing. Do unto others that you will have them do unto you. If right. you treat other people like you would like to be treated, we'll be all right. <laughs> we'll be okay. I mean, that, if you're talking about the quickest antidote, that that's the quickest antidote is to do that.
2: I really appreciate it, Mo. Great talking to you. Thanks for all the work on this one.
3: I'm glad you uh, appreciate it. And as I always say, pay attention to everything and the truth will reveal itself.
2: We will see you next time on MoFAX with Adam Curry. Support this show by going to mofundme.com at M-O-E-F-U-N-D-M-E dot We'll see you next
3: time, everybody. All right, see you later, Adam.